This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. Hey, the uh, lead story in the local channels today is the Pulse nightclub and all that stuff. We're not going to cover it because we did it last week. All of a sudden, they're waking up, and this morning, they sort of, you know, licked it around the edges. They did the thing about, you know, well, there was $10 million granted for the building of this huge Pulse nightclub museum, and we don't know where the money went. There's like $3 million that went to the design. And How does a design cost $3 million? I'm not an architect, so maybe there's a way there. Jill. Really? You don't know? No. Well, first of all, you have to have the first cocktail party, which gotcha. uh, features prime rib. And there's probably <laughs> going to be about 300 guests because everybody wants to be part of the virtual signaling that says to the community that they care deeply. I so, went to the gala last night. Yeah. And that cost a lot of money. I wouldn't put it uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 120000 Oh, plus no, it was uh, 390 close to 400000 we, t- we read the stats for how much the yeah, yeah, we celebration cost. We went through this all last week. Yeah. And, and then we also bagged on the TV stations for not covering it. But I guess right now they went through their attorneys and their editors. And then the general managers of the local TV stations went through the list of clients they might piss off. And uh, I guess it's been cleared as a story. But the story was very mild. Yeah. See, they put it up there and it's like, well, there was $10 million granted for this museum, but now the museum's canceled. So we're going to investigate. Where are the rest of the money? They stole it! You know how they stole it? <laughs> right in front of you. Right in front of you. In the way, the way they stole it is through salary. Why do people that do nothing get paid $250,000? For a charity. Yeah, non nonprofit. <laughs> I gotta check. Sounds my, like a profit to me. I gotta check my stents. Yeah, check your blood pressure for a second. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Israel. So yesterday, uh, Anthony Blinken—I don't know what his title is this week. He's the national defense thing the of the dope. state of the secretary <laughs> of the. So he got up there and he was talking in this hearing. It's a high stakes hearing, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they said on the headline: high stakes. This is about funding Israel and Ukraine. By the way. Again, I'd say this every day because it's what they think. They think you're stupid. See, what they've done now is because it used to be where Ukraine funding was, everybody was gung-ho. The public was like 68% were behind funding Ukraine. But now that it's become a little weird because we've given them close to $200 billion and really, you know, they've held their own. And all of a sudden, Zelensky himself comes out yesterday and his accounting, whoever that person is, his accountant says, well, we don't know where a lot of the money went. 
There's a lot of corruption. He fired 11 of his officials because of corruption. So think about that amount of money, close to $200 billion. So now all of a sudden, the support for Ukraine has gone down below the 50% mark. So it's no longer a political advantage to whoever promotes that Joe Biden. So all of a sudden, they take, they know that most Americans are behind the Israeli side of the fence. So they marry the Ukraine thing with the Israeli thing, and they, uh. they put it in one handsome package with a nice bow, and then they talk about funding those two as one item. These people, they, these people, they're they're despicable. Why are we still giving money to Ukraine? There's a term for that. What do they call that? Is it log rolling? Where they mush a bunch of stuff that you you want to support one thing, but you don't support the others, and they just mush it all into one? Is it log rolling? I like I that. something like that. Why are we still giving money to Ukraine? How much money have we given because them? Because we've got to support, we've got to hold their we, border. We already did. We can't hold our own border. Very good, Jill. You're right. We can't. We don't. It's not that we can't. We don't. We just won't. So anyway, this big ass hearing happened yesterday. I think that's what it was called. Big ass, ass hearing. hearing. And there was a bunch of big ass protesters in the crowd. Now, listen, this is the thing. Okay, this is this is stupid Rick talking. Remember, IQ somewhere in the neighborhood of 109. I'm not that smart, but I I I can. I grew up in the city. Like I think Jill grew up in this. Mm-hmm. I have a little street sense, so I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking this is a hearing with some high. High stake hearings with some officials in it that you want to protect. Yeah, Yet think. somehow these scummy little people with their bloody hands that they painted with spray paint, their dirty t-shirts, their bad hygiene, and their rotten teeth go in there with these poorly made signs, and they let them in. Why? I don't know. And then they start screaming. Follow the yellow brick wow. road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the, follow the, follow the. Is that the way it goes? Yes. And she's the president of the Lollipop Guild, actually. Yes. They were kicked out. How does that one go? We represent the, the Lollipop, Lollipop Guild. Guild. The, the Lollipop Guild. That's bound to get results, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a well thought out statement. Yeah, I think they listen to you. <laughs> Stupid. Oh my God. So anyway, Senator Haggerty. I don't even know what which state he senates at, but um, he brought up a good point. You see, immediately after all this all happened, we have a knee jerk reaction in this country, and it's usually on the Democrat side. Yes, I'm blaming Joe Biden. We give him money. It's just like, oh my God, something happened here. Quick, quick, send him more money. We don't have. Send him more money. We don't have. He sent the. Uh, people of Palestine, $100 million. And the naivete to think that this money was going to actually help Palestinians with children who don't want any part of this is the most, is, a, is, is stupidest a word? Mm. Uh, Stupider, stupidest, stupidest, stupidest thing we've yeah. done is in the last 10 minutes. Uh, he sent him $100 million. Of course, none of that money's ever going to get to anybody that needs it. Hamas will turn that into weapons. So Senator Haggerty asked Blinken in this high stakes hearing, um, hey, 
We're funding both sides. But I'm deeply concerned here, and we need to be convinced that we're not funding both sides of this war, that U.S. taxpayers aren't put in a position of funding a vicious cycle. We'll work with you on that, and we'll get you the uh, the information. I want to respond as robustly as we can to, uh, to your letter. I also want to make sure. Listen to all the corporate gobbledygook that has entered our government. I want to give you a robust uh, response to your letter. and uh, You're full of crap. It's still steaming. It just came out of the dog. Oh, <laughs> It's just smell it too. It's just frustrating to listen to this garbage. That's your letter. I also want to make sure that we are doing everything we possibly can for the one million children in Gaza who desperately need. I I hear you. I just don't want to see the U.S. taxpayer funding both sides of this war. Yeah, I mean he's he's making a coherent statement, and you're responding with just gobbledygook, Mm -hmm. goop, 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 goop. gobbledygook. I think you could use it to seal your canoe with. But, I mean, seriously, he said nothing in response. Yeah, oh, well, we're addressing the letter going forward into the... I heard a new one the other day. Oh, okay, tangent. Go ahead. So, corporate speak, here in the building, I get a letter from somebody who provides us with uh, some service, and I have to renew the contract. Uh She says, I need this back by Tuesday because all eyes are on me. All eyes on me, Tupac. This is what, some kind of horror film. What are you talking about? All I eyes are on you. At, I need you to make me look good. No, no. It's all eyes on me. Remember that. Okay, I'm remembering. Go. So when you're in a meeting, you can use that and you can remember that I gave you that little. So does that mean they're watching me? <laughs> yeah, what does yeah. That mean? All, that means the pressure's on. All eyes are on me. Don't screw it up, Rick. Over a contract. I was like, really? You Seriously? don't want to make me look bad, do you? You need to go to Lens Crafters. All right, so we got this Canadian reporter. You want to explain this one? So she is obviously from Canada, reporting on the stuff that's going on in in Israel, obviously. And she went into the situation with one mindset that you'll hear her say, and she came out with another because she says this whole trip for her and her going there to report uh, in Israel has opened her eyes. She calls it a myth-busting trip, and she'll tell you why. You know, we've been on the ground here in Israel for the past several days, and I've seen a lot. And frankly, this has been one big myth-busting trip. Let me tell you some of the things that we found out while we were here. The security wall, it's not a wall. It's a giant fence. Only about 5% of it is a wall. We found that Palestinians can actually freely come into Israel so long as they're not carrying any pipe bombs or explosive vests. They have to go through the sort of security that's akin to essentially going through an airport. So tell me something. These protesters that are yelling that this is an open air prison in the Gaza Strip is a lie. So keep going. All right. Where do you hear this? You know who can't go the other way? They can't go into Zone A. They can't go into the Palestinian, uh, one part of the West Bank. That's according to to essentially self-prohibition, but also because they know that if they go in there, there's a very good chance they will die. I'm a Christian. I really would have liked to see Bethlehem while I was here, you know, where my Lord and Savior was born. Can't. There's a giant minaret there right now. And actually, there are, there are posters all over the place of suicide bombers who are essentially exalted uh, by the populace around now Muslim-controlled Palestinian Bethlehem. Um, I, I should mention, by the way, that, that also behind the Syrians there, a uh, Syrian woman who from ages 8 to 80 have been brutally raped by ISIS. I came here believing in the two-state solution. I really did. I am at a point now where I frankly do not. 
I believe in a one-state solution. I believe the only way that this little piece of sand, these rocks, will remain free is if Israelis are in control of it. Because I'm worried that if you allow any portion of the West Bank or otherwise to become under Palestinian PLO, essentially terrorist or let alone Hamas control, it's going to look like that. Wow. She's, she's 100% right. And that's never going to happen. A one-state solution is never going to happen. That's what a guy in the U.N. said the other day, and he was blasted. He, he was uh, retiring yesterday. He did a little speech on his retirement, and he said that's the only solution. But it's not going to yeah. happen. You're dreaming. Yeah. These are terrorists. They want every Jew dead. Don't you get that? And these students, by the way, the media, you know, when these students protest, you notice they never say anything about, oh, you know, Gaza Strip, open air prison, they can't get out, apartheid, and all of a sudden we're listening to somebody who actually is telling you the truth. Can I um, redact, is that the word I mean? Something that I said last week. You want to walk back a statement? Yeah. Retract. Okay. So, Smokey, you weren't here. Rick and I had a discussion um, that I'd like to flip on. I've changed my mind. Remember last week when you wanted to give details of some of the murderous, barbaric butchery that Hamas does, and Rick and I off the air had a discussion, and I said, maybe we don't give every single detail, because I feel like it's a lot for people to digest. They're getting it from every angle, and I feel like sometimes if we get too graphic, they might want to change the station, because it's, it's, it's heavy. It's pretty heavy stuff. And he said, all right, I won't give every detail, and your reasoning was... Because people need to understand when you see these protests at these colleges, what they're rooting for, right? You need to understand the scale of it. I kind of want, I want to take that back. Okay. Because it's something I found yesterday. Okay, go ahead, tell them. Um, I was watching a news reporter and this was a, a military personnel of some sort that had reported that uh, he had found that a, a baby had been baked in an oven. Oh my God. While the mother oh. was being raped by the terrorists. So she's being raped and her baby's being baked in an oven. Now, when you see, the reason I'm telling you that, I know it's hard to hear and I don't like hearing stuff like that either because it's like, oh gosh, that's why are you telling me that? Because now i got to think about it. The reason you have to know little things like that every so often, it doesn't have to be every day all the time, is because when you see these people on these college campuses and you see people that probably don't even know what they're protesting for or against. They don't. They go up and they rip down these posters of people that are being held hostage. That's what you're rooting for. This isn't normal war. War is abhorrent and horrible anyway, but this isn't normal. This is butchery. This is sadistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's right. Totally. I agree. And, it, and what's more just, just upsetting is that local news and national news is not telling you the story. They should be telling you what this lady just said. This takes a, It takes a Canadian reporter to go there and find out the truth. Why aren't we being told the truth by our media here in the United States? Because First of all, I think they're, they're at a point now where they're addicted to lying because they figure nobody's going to challenge them. Right. So they lie to you all the time. They gloss over everything. Nobody's telling you what's really going on there. It's abhorrent. Did I borrow that word yeah, from you? Okay. It, it really is. That's the best. I can't think of another word. So. And the other thing I think that I, I'm having trouble digesting is, like you called it, Rick, this is basically a call to exterminate all Jewish people. And if, I can't help but compare. I know you're not supposed to compare, but in my brain, I go to compare it as what if this was a different group of individuals? What if we were in... Orlando, Florida, and there was a call to exterminate gay people, a call to exterminate black people, or a call to exterminate women, a call to exterminate children. We would be so up in arms oh. and so... We wouldn't be at work today. And I don't understand why more people don't go, 
wow, you're for the extermination of a of a, a group of people just for existing. Isn't that isn't that what you fight for every day? Just your right to exist. But now another group of people need us, and you're just silent. I just my brain can't comprehend it right now. All right, let's move on, shall we? Polk County deputy seized enough fentanyl to kill five million people. That's probably a quarter of the population of Florida. Do, do we have Grady? Oh yeah, oh, Grady okay. Joe. Here we go. This drug in that small amount kills you DRT, dead right there. But this is Halloween, and I want all the drug dealers to know every day is going to be Halloween for you. Oh, keep it going. It's great. Wait, no, no, dead no. right there. DRT. DRT. Happy Halloween, mother effer. Okay. You try to bring these illegal treats in. And we're going to trick you. Oh, I love the way he's theming it out. This is great. Okay. I like it. And put you in prison. Mm-hmm. After all, it's not really a treat. It's a trick. <laughs> you got to give out him credit po- for I, the commitment that he had. Out of the park, man. That's going. It's gone. Yeah, it was a 40-minute press conference. Wow. And you got the best part. Good job. Yeah, no, it was, I like when he does that. Well, I've never heard one it's that good. Not a treat. I mean, it it's was timely. Treat. It was uh-huh. Halloween on the day of Halloween. It was well thought out and, and it kind of rolled really easily it for did. him. Yeah. They are from the Sinaleo cartel. <laughs> All right. Uh, new study suggests spenders are happier with life than savers. Yeah. What's uh, what's your mom say, Jill? Uh, eat the cake, buy the shoes. Life is short. Mm-hmm. Eat the shoes. The <laughs> poll of 2,000 American shoppers found 56% of Americans consider themselves to be spenders, splurging for things they really want, while 34% identify themselves as savers who won't shop until they have to. Can you be both? Uh, there's people in the middle, as with everything else. Yeah. Meanwhile, 10% didn't claim to be either kind. There you go. Perhaps unsurprisingly, spenders were found to be spending more money on non-essential items during any given week by nearly double of what savers do. 100%. In turn, savers were found to set aside less for their total income towards non-essential products than their spender counterparts, 18% compared to 22%. Uh, big purchases were defined as any purchase that exceeds $1,762. That's, that's so approximate, so, so specific, yeah. it scares me. On the average, and many of those purchases warrant nearly 12 hours of research before... <laughs> what? I would spend... 12 the, hours with of the, research? With the crap I buy, the motorcycle, I'd spend my entire life research. I've, uh, those people drove me nuts. I had, you know, the neighbor who wears the dockers with the little tassels on the shoes with yes. the leather belt and the nice plaid shirt with the last button all the way up. Neck all the way up. Uh, honey, we're going to purchase a lawnmower. I'll be doing research for the next eight hours on the Consumer Report website. And then he comes out with all his printouts and his Excel spreadsheets. I think this eco mower is the best purchase. But that's correct where you said people spending money when they don't mean to. Because I went to a little store yesterday. I was looking for something for Halloween last minute. And all the Halloween stuff was gone yesterday. And all the Christmas stuff was there. And instead of me saying... Oh, there's no Halloween stuff. I guess I'll go. I was like, hmm, challenge accepted. And walked in and was like, what kind of Christmas stuff do I exactly. want now? You got to go now. But the but the best part of look, it, look, the way this is my philosophy, and it's probably not a good idea. But I figure it's it's a race. What's when when two lines come together? We got to get the professor out. When two lines come together like this on an apex, what's that called? Just 
Um, it, it like uh, the uh, it, it depends on the where you're doing so it. So like one the, line I, is spending, the other line is saving, and you're trying to get to the end of your life without being, you know, spending too much and saving mm-hmm. too much. So uh, you don't want to be at the fulcrum, the the peak. the fulcrum. That's it. Yeah. So you know, the fulcrum for me is uh, uh, I just want right once, at the intersection. I learned from my my parents were the only ones in my entire family that saved any money. Mm-hmm. They really did a great job. They both died, never did anything they wanted to do on their bucket list because they kept saving money and we'll do it next year and we'll do it tomorrow and we'll do it next month and we'll do it and we'll do it then. Yeah, you're stuck between being responsible and you only live once. But you become, yeah. And you become obsessed with it. It, it. The obsession was crazy. The little folding of the bags that they would take around and the things with the saving, the tissue paper and the thing, it was like, drive you crazy. But they had money in the bank. Yeah, but you can't take it with you when you go. No, they both passed away. As soon as they decided, well, no, now we're retired. Let's try. Oh, no, can't do that. I have this problem with my doctor. Oh, right. can't do that. I have this. Oh, my leg fell off. You know, it's always something. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had an I'm, uncle like that, just loaded but tighter than skid on a hot dog. Yeah, He's like cleaning the tin foil off and folding it back up, put it yeah, in the drawer. I'm that's like, what it, are you doing? That, that's it. So, like, you know, just buy another one. <laughs> I'm spending the money. I'm just keeping a little aside in, in case something goes wrong and I live too long. You know what I mean? Just a little, just a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah. Yeah. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. All right, so I saw this yesterday, and I wanted you two to hear this in real time because this is, I almost didn't believe it with my own ears. So here is a mother, and this is a good thing. Because if you don't want a baby, rather than putting it in a dumpster or a trash can, some fire departments have the safe haven box where you can place your baby and they'll get it to safety and do what's appropriate for the baby, right? So this is a mother that turned her baby over to the firehouse after she decided she did not want to care for it anymore. I believe it was three days after she had the baby. So this news team caught up with her, believe it or not, for an interview, which she agreed to do. But what you're about to hear in this audio is... The pre-interview briefing, so it's it's audio of her talking to the lady that's about to interview her off camera, and then you'll hear her get ready to tape 
the interview. So I just want you to listen to the interview and then listen to her going into the interview. My mind was blown. Well, I'm here now. And I'm honestly, I'm not understanding why everybody making a big deal. Y'all told us if we don't want the kids, bring them to the fire station. I don't want the kid. Yes, it's been three days, but the baby don't look like my boyfriend. That's not his child. You think I'm finna get broken up with to let him know that this child is not his? No, ma'am. I love the baby. I do, but I, why y'all, everybody, like, what's, I, I don't get what's going on. The baby, is, it looks, it look Asian. The daddy is Chinese. My boyfriend is black. You get what I'm saying? No, I wasn't finna leave my man for that. So the baby had to come here. Are we good? Yes, ma'am. Let's start the interview. Should I cry? Like, should I act sad or something? To act like I care, like to give the emphasis, to, to make it look like I'm sad or something. Should I act like I care when it start? Come on. Oh, my God. God, there's Are you no, me? no this is real? soul. Is this person? This is real. Yep. That's real. So she didn't no. want her boyfriend to get upset, the black guy. Because it, she obviously had slept with somebody else nine months ago, an Asian guy, because the baby came no. out and it was an Asian baby. And she was like, I'm not fixing to get broken up with because the baby's not his. What? How do you have the patience not to take the camera and the tripod and stick it right up your... That wasn't even the part that got me. The part that got me was, should I pretend to cry, pretend to care, you know, for emphasis when we start the interview, should I cry? And I thought... Oh, God. All of this If I was the reporter, I'd say, you know what? I have everything I need. Thank you. <laughs> now, I will defend a tiny bit of her that the fact that she did bring it to the firehouse... And put it in the safe haven box, and she didn't harm the baby. So that's not a cat. I know, but that part's good. What's the alternative? You know, that's what it's can there for. Can we do an abortion on her? <sighs> Dude, is there something we can? It's, where is that? Where, where did that happen? Uh, I don't know. I have to go look about. You know what's sad? Back. She's not the only one. It's it's just. Oh my god! How do you think like that? How do you? The baby <sighs> will hopefully find a wonderful home, though. But yeah, I that, hope so. I hope that baby becomes a, a, a Harvard graduate lawyer and comes back and just sues the living crap out of her. That is for, messed up, yo. Oh, my God. It's just, damn. Well, the other thing is, do you think that her boyfriend is going to see that? Of and course. Then- she's stupid. Of course she's going to see it because everybody else will, be, will see it, even if he doesn't. And somebody will send him the, the post. And then he'll break up with her. Anyway. And then she'll want the baby back. Oh, no. She's going to have another baby because I'm sure she's not using protection with him either. Oh, uh, right. Huh. Why do you just, why do we sterilize people like that? Can we do, is that against some constitutional? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Can, can we get an amendment in there? Stupid gets sterilized. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, hey, can bad. I um, can I have some whiskey for my coffee? I was yeah, going to interject something real fast. It has nothing to do with this next story, but when you said sterilize, it reminded me of it. And I, I meant to get the audio for you, and I know I say that every day, but I didn't I didn't get it because I didn't think I'd be doing this story. You know what I listened to on Joe Rogan the other day? Uh-oh. Yes, I listened to other podcasts. No, that's fine. Joe Rogan went into this whole thing. Smoke, maybe you've heard this already. Mm. I, think, I think I heard about this. What happened? About Michael Jackson? No, what? Uh, about how they believe that Michael Jackson's parents chemically castrated him when he was younger 
so that he wouldn't go through puberty so his voice would remain high because he had that high pitch for the Jackson 5 and they were making so much money that they didn't want him to go through puberty, which is why he was still able to hit those notes as an adult. Oh, wow. I'm not saying it's 100% true. I'm just saying I listened to a whole podcast on it and it blew my mind. So where did the come from? I don't know. I don't know, but I was like, what? do you ever listen to something and your mouth is open and you're going, what? Well, I just did that with this 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 piece of dung that just... Yeah, I can't believe that's real. Yeah. That's real. We, we live on the same planet with scum like that. I know. Dirty, low-life scum. But we would be... She would be even more scummy had she put the baby, like, in a dumpster or something. I even hate to give her credit for that, but yes... You're right. You know, I mean, small, I mean, very just, thin silver lining, but that's the silver lining nonetheless. Ew, like, do you real? I mean, does she ever, at some point in her life, realize what filth she is? What scummy, just conscienceless filth she is? Probably Sorry. not. Usually, people that are scummy don't realize that they're scummy. Oh my god! So you let's know. do some happy news. I have two sure. kind of happy stories. Okay. Uh, this this is an example of why you don't go hiking alone. I don't know how many stories we've done where you shouldn't go hiking alone, but this man in Utah decided to go hiking alone, and he got stuck. Oh, my God, this is my worst nightmare. Well, one of them. Uh, In a crack on a cliff face. So, like, on the ledge of a cliff. Mm -hmm. He was stuck there for 12 hours. Oh. He slipped and got his knee stuck while doing, like, a crack climbing route at 8 p.m., first of all, at night. Wait, 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 just Why are you climbing climb a cliff in the middle of the night? You know what I'm saying? Crack climbing? Is that like... I guess you hold on to the cracks versus like... Yeah, you don't do crack uh, first and then... No, stop. His climbing partners tried to free him. Okay, so I'll give him credit. He did have a couple people with him, um, but then realized he would need extra help. So I guess they left. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, it's getting late, man. If you're not going to get out of that crack. Now, I know they left to go get help, but wouldn't one person stay with him at least? Or right? they all leave you by yourself? Owls are pecking at your head. You wouldn't be Owls my friend anymore if everybody took off. If they were like, I'm going to go get help. Yeah, I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I'm going to go with them. Is nobody going to stay with me? Somebody stay with nobody me. Nobody stayed with him. So when search and rescue arrived, they found out that he'd need a helicopter to repel to the stuck man to save him. Helicopter, a helicopter, a helicopter. Okay. Um, I say helicopter. You guys make fun of the way I say helicopter. No, no, you actually did say helicopter. Helicopter. Uh, The team tried for several hours to try to free him, but they had to call for extra assistance from the Grand County Search and Rescue. Did they leave him alone again? We'll be back. We promise. Hey, the other guy just left. Look at where you're going. Where? What do you want from me over here? We'll be right back. Before you, just close your eyes. We'll be back before you know it. And um, then they finally rescued him, and he only had minor injuries, but I would be traumatized. Well, wait a minute now. He got his knee stuck in those In crack- one of the cracks on a, um, on like a ledge, a cliff face. Oof. Yeah, I don't you know. You got your knee stuck in there. Mm-hmm. I guess if you're climbing, I don't know, I don't climb, but it's <laughs> shocker. Uh, How did they get him out? I don't know. I don't know if they had to break some of the rocks. I don't Carefully. know what they had to do. We're going to drop you a sledgehammer. Catch it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to go anywhere anyway. You're stuck. Oh, Jeez. my God. Reach. All right, would you get remarried at 92 years old? No. No. <laughs> Hell no. Just leave me be. I, there's a man named Joe Pontanzano. There you go. Hey. Hey, yo, Joe. He got married for the first time in his life, 92 years old. He said, I guess I thought by that time I was never going to get married. I was a longtime bachelor. Finally settled down with the love of his life, whom he first met at his sister's wedding back in 1959. She's 84. (laughs) 
They kept in touch through the years, but it was never anything more than that. Her husband died. He decided to ask her out, and it was one of those, so why'd you wait so long? <laughs> so finally they're married. He's 92, she's 84. God bless them. Mazel tov. I love wow. stories like that. That's, that's always fun when you... Dependsharmony.com. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of sweethearts. Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> and here's a story I just don't get. So Kim Kardashian has a line of girdles. We're just going to call them what they girdles. are. Girdles? They're skims. They call them skins. It's compression wear and lingerie. And I know she has, I think she has pajamas or whatever, but I they started out that. as like compression. Isn't that that stuff that women wear? What's it called? Uh, it's like the, the tight spanks. outfits that make They're you feel like, like a sausage. Spanx. yeah, yeah. It's like a sausage casing for people. Correct. <laughs> do they have those for men? I need one. Well, they do. They do? They do. Isn't that uncomfortable? Get out of it here. squishes you. Um, I mean, that's the point. It's supposed to squish you and smooth all of your ghibli bits in your line so you look all nice and thin and you can fit into your... Why go to the gym when you can put yourself in a vice? <laughs> so I didn't realize she had a men's line. It's an underwear oh, line. What? This is an underwear line. It's a girdle, I guess. Oh, no. Well, this is just regular underwear. I think their girdles can't be far behind, but what do I know? So this is where I started laughing. So her skims just signed a deal with the NBA to be the official underwear of the basketball players. But they don't need girdles. We do. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, so I don't know, I don't know how this is going to work, but apparently the NBA decided to name Kim Kardashian's skims like their main partner now. Wow. And we return to the NBA action where Kim Kardashian skims are a proud sponsor of tonight's game. Yes, and all the players are wearing skims, Jimmy. And the Lakers are up by 10 against the Golden State Warriors. And LeBron James is wearing a very sultry two-piece bra and panty set. So skin tight, the way Kim likes it. And he passes down low to Anthony Davis, who's wearing a pair of tights that really hug his business and nothing else. And he's blocked by Andrew Wiggins, who's traipsing around in a pair of stilettos and a bustier. <laughs> How he can jump in those stilettos is beyond me. He passes to Steph Curry, who's wide open, but he's taking a selfie wearing a push-up sports bra. The ball goes out of bounds. Laker ball. More from the hot, steamy Skims action coming up. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Rick, Jill, and Smokestack with... Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. Alrighty then. Here we go. So a Canadian TikToker, Meg, recently uh, posted about the mortifying experience of getting a letter from the principal of a neighboring school. In the letter, the principal informed her that her bathroom window was easily visible from the school's nursery playground, <gasps> where young children had unintentionally witnessed her while she was taking a shower. Oopsies. Ooh. Meg expressed her embarrassment and wondered how much the children had seen before getting the letter, vowing never to open her blinds again and wondering if she was like ugly naked. What? If she, you know, from the TV show, Ugly Naked Guy. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Friends. From Friends, yeah. So, uh, no response yet. Here's Whoops. my boobs. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to stay clean. I, uh... In Key West, Florida, a man dressed as a banana tried to give police the slip. Oh. <laughs> hey, oh. hey, 76 degrees on the outside. <laughs> I laugh because there's people like that. I know, I know. <laughs> Five minutes after the hour, 65 after the hour before that, <laughs> and 125 of them. <laughs> people in this business hate us, but that's okay. We kind of, we kind of. I get like it. That. According to an arrest report, 20-year-old banana-clad Kyle Mortimer 
was spotted by cops whipping out his own personal fruit basket and taking a leak in public. After realizing he'd been busted, Mortimer reportedly peeled out and flipped. What is this? This is a script written for local TV news. Yep. After realizing he'd been busted, Mortimer reportedly uh, peeled out and fled down the street to get away. The zigzagging foot pursuit only lashed, lasted so long, though, as the second officer was able to get a hold of Mortimer's costume and then use a leg sweep to take him to the ground. Mortimer is doing the arraignment on November 16th, and if convicted, there's no word on if he plans to file an appeal. Ah! <laughs> Back to you, the studio. <laughs> Back to you, Screech and the weather. <laughs> Doppler radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were funny. You're funny, all right. You're a scream. You ought to get a job on one of those excursion boats. <laughs> High school teacher in Arizona has been removed from teaching after allegedly dressing up as the devil and greeting students to her class with Hail Satan. Okay. Uh, Where's what? your omen music or exorcist music? You don't have Oh, I totally forgot. There we go. Is that is that omen? Yeah. That is not a regular child. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see. Um, okay. The school sophomore claims uh, his teacher walked into class wearing a devil horn, wearing devil horns and carrying a pitchfork as he gave them the ghoulish greeting. Hail Satan. The student then told his dad, who reported the incident to the principal, the teacher who has not been publicly identified, said, well, it's Beelzebub, uh, says he was dressed up for Halloween Spirit Week and that the teacher next door was in an angel costume, adding that it's truly not any more complicated than that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, people, so it's just like an angel and a devil. Yeah, people a... need to show out. So wait, the... did they fire her? Uh, let's see here. Mesa School District says the teacher has been placed on paid administrative leave. And they're investigating the incident. Okay. Well, well, you can't show up like that. Was yeah. it Halloween, though? Yeah, it was Halloween. But the children. What about them? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're yelling in the bathroom, that could mean a salad or two you should eat. Uh-oh. All right, so uh, noisy neighbors can be seriously irritating, but this one's very special. Um, he's The guy who lives next door to him is feeling weird about it. He says this guy goes about his day doing regular things. Right. You know, taking a shower, brushing his teeth. But he's getting very irritated because through the day, he can hear him. He actually lives in the same. It's a duplex. So he can hear him through the walls and floor screaming. <gasps> Just plain screaming. <laughs> Why? He says, my neighbor has been yelling at regular intervals multiple times a day since he probably heard our show yesterday when you said screaming is healthy. It is. He says, she, uh, he says I could hear him through the floors and the walls. I first thought I saw maybe he ate something weird and was having a tough time in the bathroom. But then after I'd been going on for weeks and it'd been going on for weeks, I thought maybe this is what... What, what is wrong with him? Does he lift weights? What's going on? So whatever, this is uh, happening multiple times a day. I try to put on music or stomp on the floor so he quiets down. I'm committed what? to believing that he's doing a weird workout multiple times a day. I can't believe someone has that much trouble pooping. Is that what it is? Did he figure it out? He, no, I don't know if he figured it out. But uh, you think he would confront him or tell why, them? No. You, why would you confront? What are you going to... Hi, I understand you're having trouble going poop. What can I do to help? Why would you confront somebody? That makes no sense. Okay. Unless you think he's being murdered. 
Here's what he says later in the article. It says, uh, Today things change. When I went downstairs to do laundry, which happens to be under his bathroom, from there it was pretty clear that he's yelling and grunting from the toilet, and I was right when I first noticed okay. it. Obviously, the man has a lot of trouble pooping. I've got a turtle head poking out. <laughs> I wish I could ignore it, but I can clearly hear him yelling. If there isn't music or TV on, uh, it happens to be several times a day, but you can hear the screaming and yelling anyway when he poops. Maybe bring him a basket of bran muffins and some right. strong coffee. It's Just a little smelling it, I They have that stool softener in the CVS there. Wow. Wow. Oh, everyone likes their own brand, don't they? This is magic. Haven't had a screamer in a long time. Jeez. You ever have a screamer? Okay. Uh, no, well, no, I had a... I, when I used to work at the... Uh, uh, Dehydration farm? <laughs> <laughs> no, the old bong shop there. We had this, like, apartment upstairs. <laughs> the bong shop, yeah. And you could definitely hear the residents getting busy. Oh, okay. Oh, that. Their furniture would move and just... No, no I'm he talking, means, he means I'm talking about where, like... What the hell did I eat? It's oh. made out of granite. Oh, no, absolutely. The, the angry monkey ones were like... Is that what it's called? You could probably play the trumpet. <laughs> what? What? Well, you know how you play the trumpet. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no, no. It's the one where you're having a baby. Yeah, you, you're making deals with yourself. I'll never eat a hot dog again. Right. <laughs> Where's the sweat just in a ball. Where's the epidural? Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. What a world. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. And this update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. The big story from the big story bin is that Ron DeSantis wears platform shoes. Really? Yeah, this, um, what website Like is Prince. This? He's actually wearing these cowboy boots that are adding about three inches to his height. But, you know, here's what's funny. I didn't know this. When when they do research on politicians and running for office, they re- get really deep. For instance, did you know that if you are 6'3 or taller, you have at least a 10% higher chance of being elected? Oh, I should run. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. DeSantis stands at 5'11". He's my height. So he wears these cowboy boots. And they did a... Look at look at, look at the article. This is only... Why is it so long? This No, this is the part that I edited. The article Holy is like cow. three pages long about DeSantis and his... Oh, my God. Just because he's wearing platform shoes like Prince? Yeah. Uh, anyway, of course, uh, President Trump took to Truth Social immediately to make fun of him as well. But yeah. um, Bigly loser with little feet. Three, <laughs> three top experts in the field. Did you know there was experts on footwear? Height experts? Yeah, in the field. yeah. Okay. Three experts in the field say the cowboy boot truthers might be onto something. They have done an extensive research of all the politicians uh, that are available to run for president at the moment, and uh, DeSantis being one of the shortest. So they started looking at what his footwear consists of, and they found out that, yes, indeed, he's adding one to one to one seven-eighths of an inch height to himself by wearing the elevated heels. So yeah. what? Women wear heels all the time. Yeah, Nobody the says anything boot, about them. Cowboy boots really like the, the male heels to a degree. Yeah. Do you remember when um, 
This is back in 2016 when Bloomberg, New York's mayor, was running for uh, president. He's the billionaire. Right. And he's super, super short. And Trump make, made fun of him and said, uh, well, he wants to do a debate, but he's going to ask for a box. You know, now he wants a box for the debates. <laughs> to stand on. No. Don't you remember? He's very short. Uh, if he didn't have something to stand on, his chin would reach the top of the podium. He's just going to rest. And Trump's like, what, 6'2 or something like that? Yes, he's very tiny. Bigly small. That's the big news of the day, okay? Wow. All right. Uh, I want to make a wager here. Now, you're, you, I need to wager with somebody that disagrees with me. So, if somebody wants to win five bucks, actually going to lose. I bet, and I'm not wanting this to happen, but look, let's be honest. There's going to be, unfortunately, a terror attack on our soil soon. Why? You think? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Yesterday, they reported, Mayorkas reported that 600,000 Getaways. Those aren't the ones they counted. Those are getaways. Those are people that we don't know of got across the border. We don't know what... We've seen a lot of military-age men, but these, we don't know even what they look like because we don't know who they are. They just got away. So the FBI director, Chris Ray, who's a Trump appointee, uh, said yesterday that not only are we in danger of terrorist activity in our soil, but it's already happened. Listen to this guy. He was testifying yesterday in a hearing. As the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism, the Iranians, for instance, have directly or by hiring criminals mounted assassination attempts against dissidents and high-ranking current and former U.S. government officials, including right here on American soil. Now, did you hear that? I want you to be clear because... Um, there is a there's a person by the name of what's her it's name? The Iranian guy from the UN? No, it's a girl. It's Christine Christine Abadade. No, Abazade. She's the director of the US National Counterterrorism Center. We pay her to be, you know, worried about counterterrorism, okay? She says there's no threat. You just um, heard from the FBI director tell you not only is there a threat, it's already happened. There's been attempts on the lives of officials in this country. So we got two people in government in the Biden administration telling us two different stories. What the hell's going on here? We're paying you for this. Why do they keep lying to us? Remember when I used to, I, I've said this a lot of time, these idiots, they got our lives in their hands and, you know, I even got an email one guy. This guy was like, that's ridiculous. You know that they're doing their job. They have to do their job. They, these people are idiots. They spend their lives trying to raise money for their next whatever. And then they spend their other half of their lives at cocktail parties rubbing up against the shoulders of other people that can help them. I want to go to cocktail parties. You should. There's fun. All right. So anyway, he goes on Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI. And along those lines, Hezbollah... Iran's primary strategic partner has a history of seeding operatives and infrastructure, obtaining money and weapons, and spying in this country. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. So then, in the same hearing, our favorite, Mallorcas the Dorcas, the director of the Department of Homeland Security, which was, you know, put together in, right after 9-11, um, this was supposed to be a uh, agency that looked out for us and, you know, looked out for terror on our soil. Right. And emerging terror on other, 
in other countries that would be directed at us eventually. That was the job of the Department of Homeland Security. But now they're involved in, you know, pegging parents that go to school board meetings with terrorist uh, tags and that kind of stuff. They've really lost sight of what they do. Meanwhile, they have about 250,000 employees that we're paying out of our pocket. So Mayorkas, he's... Uh, in this hearing asking for $14 billion more in supplemental funding for the Department of Homeland Security. Funny thing is, none of it seems to be going to the border. None of it. Uh, we have sought $1.4 billion. We have learned a great deal from our prior administration of the Shelter and Services Program and its predecessor, the Emergency Food and Shelter Program. Okay, this is all, again, this is all like blah, 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 blah. Fill time, make like you know what you're talking about and give an answer that maybe somebody will believe. We do intend to engage extensively with border communities as well as interior cities okay. with respect to the allocation of of the funds should Congress um, uh, execute on what we believe is desperately Gosh. needed, this and we will be fair and equitable. Yeah, okay, you don't have to hear the rest of that because it's just all trash. They let him do the opening, then it got ugly. This is great. So I, they, oh, I think they burnt him on this one. I don't know if Mallorca saw this coming. Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley, starts talking about an employee at the Department of Homeland Security. Here's what he says. What about people who say things like, on October the 7th, F Israel, I'm cleaning up the language here, F Israel, the government and its military, are you ready for your downfall? People who say things like F Israel and any Jew who supports Israel. May your conscience haunt your dreams until your last breath. Palestine will be free one day. F apartheid Israel and is any Israeli. What, this is pretty extreme rhetoric, don't you think? Senator, um, I do, and I think there is a... You ready? You ready? Okay. Here we go. Distinction between espousing or endorsing terrorist ideology and uh, speech uh, that is uh, odious, that does not rise to that um, level. Fair enough. This person works for you. Damn. Oh, it gets even better. Ready? Now he's talking about the same employee Josh Holly is. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you. Oh, boy. Number one, your question to suggest that it, that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. Number I'm sorry, what have you, this person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives. You have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Yep. And I, 
I would play you the rest, but in the next minute, he never answers the questions. Of course he does not. with everything. Just circles around. Gotti. Gotti alrighty. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Mr. Holly and the rest of the uh, hearing uh, folk turn attention back to Christopher Ray, the Department of uh, uh, FBI director. And they ask him this. this Simple question, yes or no answer. Is the United States safer from foreign terror threats today? Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, from the day he took office? Hello? What I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated, uh, but I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them. I see. Okay. What was the pause about there, Mr. Christopher Ray? Yeah. How long was that? Did we time it? How am I going to get out of this? He's like, oh, <laughs> In his crap. brain, he's like, oh, crap. They got me. Oh, let me <laughs> think of something. I got Today, to Junior. Oh, no. <laughs> what am I going to do? All right. Let's go to Palm Bay. Get them all. Lock them up. Lock them up. Get them all. Get them all. Lock them up. Perverts. Criminals. Lock them up. Lock them up. Criminals. Lock them up. Get them all. Perverts. All right, so I wouldn't win American Idol. What do you want? Uh, Palm Bay sex offender was arrested after luring a 12-year-old boy into his vehicle. Daniel Veoli. 33 was arrested last week. The Palm Bay cops said he's been a registered sex offender since 2021 and was out on probation. Yeah, that's not what I would do with this guy. Nope. According to the cops, the victim's mother reported October 18th that her child was lured into Violi's vehicle in the area of Port Malabar Boulevard and Cranebrook Avenue while walking around with his friends in Palm Bay. Bioli lured the 12-year-old into the vehicle by offering 20 bucks to do chores at his home. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. He was driving a gray four-door Mazda at the time. After refusing sexual advances from Violi for money, including exposing himself, our victim was ultimately able to remove himself from the situation. Oh, Cops later learned of a second victim, a 14-year-old who Violi tried to lure in June in the area of the same thing. The teen rejected Violi and ran away. Violi was booked in the Brevard County Jail and faces... Uh, Charges of violation of probation, interference with custody, and lewd and lascivious conduct on a child. This dip is going to be out on the street again. Don't they get it? Don't they get it? This isn't like he, he knocked over a gas station or decided to rob a convenience store and he won't do it again because, it, you know, he learned his lesson. This is not what this is. This is an ongoing, insatiable urge to have sexual relations with children. It doesn't go away. It's He's a whole, repeat offender. Well, it's also the whole campaign of sexualizing kids. And this whole thing is part of a, a, a bigger circle of problems that, fr- quite frankly, we're not addressing enough. No. Okay. But, but law enforcement, I mean, it must be frustrating to be a police officer these days. And you arrest somebody, you know they're guilty. They're even found guilty. And then three weeks later, you're getting your... your you're out. You're out at, at a store buying whatever, some gum at a 7-Eleven. And there's the guy you arrested three weeks ago for something you should have been in jail with for five years. He's right next to you. Hey, how are you? Remember me? Yep. It's going on everywhere. Now, we have Chicago. Chicago, I, I always use this as an example because it pretty, it's a pretty uh, stout example of what goes on in all the major liberal cities in our country these days. Uh, law enforcement brings them in. The justice system is a revolving door. They go out the back door two hours later. They go kill somebody or do something, you know. And they go, oh, well, I don't even know what happened. We're so sorry. Well, 
uh, so this guy's name is um, Slaughter. <laughs> I don't know what his no. first uh-huh. name is. Yeah, this is his name. Anyway, uh, here's what happened. Uh, he got arrested at 2 p.m. at Midway Airport. Uh, cops found 12 vacuum sealed bang- bags of suspected cocaine in one bag and 11 mm. sealed bags of suspected cocaine in the other. That's a lot of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, at the airport, I guess he was either trying to leave or come, or may, I don't believe he came back. I think he was trying to leave. Prosecutors charged slaughter with a Class X manufactured delivery of cocaine charge. They didn't, however, ask the judge, David Kelly, to detain Slaughter before his trial. So the judge released him with instructions to show up for court, stay in the state, stay away from Midway Airport. Now, I guess this is, again, goes back to the main shooter. It's laziness on the behalf of law enforcement in this situation, mostly the judicial system, not law enforcement. But um, nobody did their homework. They didn't realize that just in May... He was arrested, actually, this is May 2003. He had been arrested for stealing 33 guns from the Illinois State Police Department. What? He was sentenced to 18 years in prison, but he was let out in 18 months. How does that happen? So he had this huge prior, which the judge had, remember I talked about the judge in the document case in Miami, how she looked through all the paperwork when they indicted Trump. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Hunter Biden. Same thing. This judge didn't do what a good judge should do and didn't look into his background, or he would have noticed that this guy had stolen 33 to 38 guns from the police sergeant's home in Chicago and sold the firearms to gang members. And now he got arrested for 32, what is it, 32 pounds of cocaine at the airport. Shouldn't have even been out to begin with. Shouldn't have been out to begin with. And number two, had the judge read the background of this guy, you know, instead of just shoveling people through his courtroom, he would have seen that this guy had this prior and he wouldn't have gotten out on the cocaine charge. He would have been kept there till the trial. How does this happen? I don't know. But Chicago has the toughest gun laws in the country. Remember, it's law-abiding citizens that are the ones aiding and abetting crime with guns. I'll put it this way. What? A lot of drugs are illegal. Do you see anybody stopping that? No? Okay, then. All right. Uh, just got some sound bites here. Uh, let's see. What's today? Today's Wednesday. Monday, uh, Biden was out talking about, uh, I don't even know. It doesn't. Oh, he was talking about American leadership. And it involved Israel and Ukraine and the thing he's trying to sell where he wants us to take more tax dollars that we don't have and send them to those countries. So Biden was out there and he tried to quote something that he couldn't quite read on the teleprompter. And this is how it went. American leadership and the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation can take away. What? What, what is he saying? I don't know. But I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> One more time. American leadership and the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation can take away. This is a I second. Heard dad bod and no creator. What did he say? I don't what know. This is a second about? grader who didn't read the book he's supposed to be reporting on for his book report and, and is trying to get through the first paragraph. Does he ever have um, somebody coach him? Or, I don't know, jack him full of caffeine for a second, just giving him like a quick, you know, with no, the paddles so that he can actually <laughs> talk and not sound like he needs well, oxygen. They did that for the little speech he did, that 15-minute speech after the attack on Israel. He did, they, they pumped him up with something. You could see it in his really small, beady eyes that something was 
going on. Surging through those veins <laughs> that wasn't natural. But hey, you know, I, I think we're making fun of the guy. We really shouldn't because, you know, Scott Pelley told us. When he's tired, his right. lifelong stutter can creep back in. It's all a stutter. It's a stutter. We're making fun of somebody who has a stutter. I'm going to go to bed. Right. And while we're on the subject of Biden, let's play some. Uh, let's go back in the Wayback Machine to Ooh. something he said. When did he say this? This was in 2020. Uh, before the election, I mm-hmm. believe, and they were interviewing Joe Biden about what would happen to the country if Donald Trump should win again. Oh, boy. The world has changed because what Trump has done. And the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is, know how much he's misrepresented, know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is, there's a lot at stake in this election. Wow. Well, yeah, that didn't because, age well. Yeah, uh, it didn't, did it? <laughs> yikes. Oh, my God. Okay. It's a real world. Remember the girl, the Gen Z girl that had her first uh, job ever? She obviously graduated from school. And I she, actually saw the video version of this. I saw I did, too. Bless her heart. So she just graduated college and not, I don't think she's worked before other than no. like a part-time job. And she lives in, I'm guessing either... Jersey because she has to commute into the city into New York and she's flipping out about having to work are you ready for this brace yourself nine to five whoa no. I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying but this is my first job like my first nine to five job after college and I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there there's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now so that's off the table like duh if I was able to walk to work and it w- it'd be fine but I'm not so it literally takes me like I leave here at, like I get on the train at 7 30 and I don't get home till like 6 15 earliest and then like I don't have time to do anything I don't I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep I don't have time or energy to cook by dinner either like I don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like, like. I'm so upset oh my- <laughs> <laughs> so anyway another uh, Gen Zer her name is she's the editor of the Washington Examiner Kaylee McGee White she's commenting on one Gen Zer to the other and I assume that she's probably only a couple years younger than I am so this is her first maybe her second job right. the best way is to buckle down work hard and achieve what you want success isn't handed to you and yet that's exactly what my generation assumes yeah but it's not your generation I know yeah that's truly what they assume but I mean in life we all know this I mean uh you know I can speak for myself at one point in my life I was out of work and the only job available was to work at Sirius XM in Washington. Yeah. I commuted from New Jersey every day on an Amtrak train for two hours and 45 minutes each way to go work down there. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I don't, I, to me, when I was growing up, it was a, she should feel blessed that she graduated college and then got hired right out of college. Right. Because I had so many friends when I was coming out of high school that were, yeah, I'm not going to work. I'm going to hang out for a little bit. And I was like, you are? My parents were like, "Mm mm-mm. Nope, you're going to start working right after graduation. And I got a job. I started applying for jobs, obviously, second semester of my senior year of high school, trying to get a job right out of high school. Excuse me, out of college. Right. Um, Senior year of uh, college, trying to get a job. And got one, thank goodness. And all my friends are like, yeah, I'm just I'm like, so what what are you just going to do for life? You're just like. What's the matter with kids? I got a work permit at 14. Yeah, I mean, I had part-time jobs uh, through college in the summertime and everything like that, but I Kids got hired work. full-time, you know, the second I graduated college and worked a lot. So I feel like she should feel 
fortunate right? to have a job right out of college. Totally, but she's in her car crying and whining and saying like a lot. Good. Nothing to do with my job at all, but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office nine to five, like if it was remote, you get off at five. I'm sorry, you're not going to be remote. This is typical Gen Z if, if they get a job. <laughs> Whole Foods needs a union. Like, I can't survive this anymore. This is, this is like worse than being in Vietnam. I had to work three hours yesterday. And we only had 30 minutes for lunch. And I'm a kosher vegan. Do you know how hard it is to find a restaurant? These hours are killing me. And I'm a full-time student. I'm majoring in queer knitting and minoring in films from the patriarchy. They made us watch a Woody Allen movie the other day. I was on suicide watch for five hours. And I got misgendered again. I was stalking something and someone's like, hi, little boy. Can you help me get something? I was like, hello, I'm a girl. I have a beard and a bulge. (sighs) They don't offer any like support for high challenge queer people. It's like, and I have to stock the bread. I'm gluten intolerant and they make me stock the bread. I can't even reach it. I'm intolerant. And it's like, I know my manager's doing it on purpose because he's a cis straight white male. They don't even give us a break. I tried taking a nap with my weighted blanket in the shampoo aisle, and they're like, you can't do that. I feel like a slave child on Epstein's Island when I'm here. And I have anxieties they don't even care about. I suffer from anthropophobia, which is fear of people, and psychophobia, which is the fear of food. And I'm around food and people all day. Ah, I'll do it. I'll cut myself. The Sunny Updates. <laughs> The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So this is my favorite time of year. You know I only have two modes. I go from uh, Halloween from October 31st straight into Christmas on November 1st. So we have all the lists out, and I know this is Rick's favorite. It is the ridiculous Gwyneth Paltrow 2023 Goop Holiday Gift Guide. Oh, boy. What kind of strange, very expensive treasures await? So we know what has been listed in this catalog in the past, right? There were the Vagine balls that had, uh, they were silver and you put them up your, you know whaties? I don't know what it did. They were like thousands of dollars though. And then there was the, the weird candles that smell like all kinds of body parts. You have those. And I think candles on the website are 75 to like over $100. Why would you... I don't know why, why you would pay. Why? I don't care if it smells like the best smell in the entire world. I'm not paying $75 for a candle. Just just why? Yeah, but if you got Leonardo DiCaprio money, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, maybe. if I was insanely wealthy, maybe, but it better smell good. I mean, if it's a really big one, like a huge centerpiece, nah, massive so. candle, no. it's just like a regular one? Yeah, I mean, you look at the catalog, a, they're not very big. I bought a candle yesterday. It was $5, and I was like, God, that's a lot for a candle. Does it smell like dollar store? It smelled like Christmas, like pine. Oh, Um, like pine. (laughs) So here's some stuff on the list. I'm going to save the two best for last. We'll start at the bottom. Chanel roller skates, because you know when you roller skate and you go to a roller skating rink, everybody there is wearing designer labels. These are $5,000. Oh, my God. 5,000? Chanel roller skates. How funny is that? I know. Now, have you ever wanted a gong just to have, you know, in your living room? Like, like a, a big, gong. Like the big, like that yeah. the Chinese restaurant? Yeah. Very much. So this one has a 40-inch tall stand. It's uh, The gong is 32 inches in diameter. It's $2,000. That's not very big. It's for the gong lover in your life. Um, let's see. If you eat escargot and you need the little snail holder, 
the picks the to hold have you ever had ever had escargot? Uh make fun of people that have it. My wife. It's actually <laughs> Right, that's awful. what she says. You gotta try. You gotta try. It's a snail. My husband loves it. So does my dad. Ugh. It's not even the snail that's the best tasting part. It's what they bake it in. No, and well, then give it to it's me. It's like a the garlic thing. butter, and everyone loves to dip the bread in the garlic butter that the that the snails are in. But can't we get rid of the spineless creature? I don't know. Uh, these are nine escargot picks in a snail holder for five hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Wow. If you have a dog and your dog only deserves the best, an Hermes dog house, $2,000. Holy crap. What is that? 1925. Air conditioning? What is that? I would hope it would at least be temperature controlled. Um, Let's see. This is a book clutch. What's that? Something you you, Is it a clutch clutch a purse? Oh, oh, maybe it's a book-shaped purse. Okay. This is shaped like, but this says it's shaped like the Eiffel Tower. Wait, (laughs) so it's an Eiffel Tower book? Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Cooler lunchbox, accessory, gun tote for your car. Um, it says Eiffel Tower book clutch. It's gonna say nothing found on Goop. Here it is. Oh, oh, okay. So it's like a. It looks like a diary that you would carry around with the little strap attached to it. Uh huh. And so I guess this is um. It's an oil painting, a very famous oil painting of the Eiffel Tower on the front of it, and it looks like a book. Oh, it is a purse, and you wear it, but it opens like a book, and it's empty inside. That's not... How what much? What are you going to fit in there? Driver's license this and, is, this and is your fi- Coke? Right. This is $1,500. <laughs> um, and the $5,000 goop straw? Now, here's a cool. Here is something that I think all three of us would buy. <laughs> Ready for this? Goop microphone? An 11-pound... <laughs> One eighth wheel of Parmesan cheese aged for 24 months. Wait, what? It's an 11 pound wheel of Parmesan cheese. <laughs> How much? $396. Nah, that's that I can get behind. Yeah, uh, that's, I think the only thing on the on the list I can deal with. All right, here's where we get here's where it gets touch and go. Oh, let me do that. There's a champagne saber, but who cares about that? It's a little sword that you use to try to saber a and bottle of champagne and never works, and you always break the bottle. Break the bottle, right? Okay, ready for these last mm-hmm. two? I'll give you the most expensive one last. This one is one of the of the sexual nature. It oh. is. Um, can I give the measurement? Is that too graphic? I don't what know what it? it is. It's a twenty-four karat gold sexual toy. Wow! But it gives you the measurements of it. Right. Oh no! Is it a uh, gold plated or gold? It, the whole thing's twenty-four karat gold. Wow! Can that be toxic? No, I don't think. I don't know. Can you melt it down and just like sell it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's $15,000. Oh, man. Whoa. Wow, that better be a good toy. <laughs> Wait, I, I, that better send it out of space. $15,000. $15,000. Wow. Can you hire a male escort for less than that? Or oh, is you this... one a night for 15 <laughs> days. Whoa, that's so. Let me get a look at this thing. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to Wait, have I'm going to look at it. Too. I want to see the. Let me see the. Um, it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. <laughs> Where's the uh, with oh, measurements? It no, it's small. Oh. It comes with its own carrying case, just in case you want to travel with it. Okay. Harry, where are you carrying that? <laughs> wow. And then uh, here's the one that really got Rick. You ready for this? Yeah. This is a, a wardrobe trunk that you would use for, um, 
It's called a baby wardrobe trunk. I don't think it's meant for baby clothes. I think it's just a smaller wardrobe trunk. I see. It's a Louis Vuitton wardrobe trunk. Millions of gold. And now this is the small model, not even the large model. This is $73,000. Whoa. What do, you, what do you put in it? Like how how much Clothing. stuff? Like just a few t-shirts? <laughs> for that much money, I ought to be able to store the baby in it. Right? I don't think it's meant for a baby. No? No. Well, what, what, so what do you keep in there? Blankets? Diapers? Oh, I missed one. There's a leather tennis ball holder to hold your tennis balls because oh, your tennis balls deserve the best. That's right. You got to have We're them held. Crying out loud. It only holds four. It only holds four. It only holds four, and it's um, three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I missed the rest of it. I want to oh. go in and see some of the other things because it's kind of um, stupid. I mean, it's it's always stupid, but. The stuff, I think that what gets me the most is not even the items, because you're kind of like, okay, these are dumb items. It's the fact that they cost what they cost. That's you probably know? the whole thing, though. That's the whole point. Is it, like, supposed to be exclusive? Yes. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be meant for people that can't Who's going to waste $73,000 on a baby truck uh, diaper holder box? I just... I just My think that hurts the people, this. look, I think we all know that if we had this kind of money. I wouldn't I mean, be that stupid. I wouldn't be buying this stuff, but I might be a little more oh, yeah, lenient with what I buy. Okay, I found it. Here it is. That's what I was trying to look for. Um, but she does have categories like things under $100. There's bicycles. There's shower heads. I don't know what the hell Valve that is. Valve stem caps for your Land Rover. <laughs> I'm trying to look for the most extravagant, but um, you can go to goop.com slash holiday gift guide if you want to see all the ridiculous stuff. A now, golden tea cozy for your tea cozy. Oh, now here's here's something too. It's not as ridiculous as Gwyneth Paltrow's goop guide, but this is Neiman Marcus, which mm-hmm. is expensive. Needless markup. Yeah. N- <laughs> Neiman Marcus fantasy gift catalog. Um... There's one that is called Make Your Wish Come True. It is an exclusive opportunity to be turned into an animated character by Walt Disney Animation Studios and have a cameo in a short video. That's oh, cool. knock it off. That's kind of cool. It's $510,000. So they make oh, it. Oh, $510,000? <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was five hundred. I was like, that'd be pretty cool, you know, as a... Five hundred ten thousand. We did something. I could say for a caricature. Yeah, extra. <laughs> so my husband last year for Christmas, his mom, which I thought was, I think experiences are cool for the holidays rather than like all the stuff. But she got him. You know how my husband is with like action figures and things like that. So she had him turned into an action figure. So he wow. has his very own action figure, which is kind of cool. Really? Yeah. Um, Does it come in life size? <laughs> <laughs> I have the life size. Um, the ultimate Olympic experience in Paris. This is also in the Neiman Marcus fantasy gift catalog. It's a chance to cheer on Team USA at the Olympic Games in 2024. While scratching yourself for bed bugs. With the Ralph Lauren team. Oh, yeah. You've got to be careful of that. It's $210,000. Oh. Well, compared to the uh, cartoon, that's yeah. savings of $300,000. Uh, yeah, you're going to do what? Go to Paris to watch curling? How, right. How about a unique adventure through the islands of what Rick would call Indonesia on a yachting treasure hunt for high-end jewelry? Wow. I mean, it sounds no. exciting. It does sound foam. Fo- 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 uh-huh. $485,000. Yeah, it's a little out of my budget. Let's see what else. Um, the French Riviera. You could take Angie to this and go to the French Riviera and attend the Cannes Film Festival. Cannes. It's $500,000. If you want to go to... No, Scott. Okay. 
If you want to go to Milan, idiot, uh, idiot. If you want to go to Milan, <laughs> Italy, with one of the world's most in-demand interior designers, and they will also redesign a space in your home, three hundred eighty thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, there's trips to the ballet. Uh, if you want a Cadillac, that one is nine hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Uh, what? For a Cadillac? I can just go to the Cadillac dealer. And there's people that live like that, that like have that money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Millionaire, new from Snooty Playthings. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got a good Dear Abby. You want to hear it? Yeah. My sister, who's quite a bit older than me, was married to a man for more than 20 years. He was part of my family from the time I was three. When I was a teenager, he made a move on me, which was disgusting because I trusted him. My family just swept it under the rug and downplays it to this day. If that wasn't enough, I caught him cheating twice on my sister. Oh. They eventually divorced. As an adult, I want nothing to do with him. However, my sister and my mother insist on him being involved in important gatherings with our family. I feel they completely disregarded my feelings, and I've since removed myself from those gatherings. I feel cheated, but they say it's necessary for him to be around their shared children. So basically, the sister's husband made a move on the other sister, and she won't cut him out of their life. Mm -hmm. Here is what Abby, or fake Abby, Fabby, if you will, You are not unreasonable. You are pragmatic. You come from a family that prefers to ignore a misbehavior rather than confront it. What is with that? That She worded that really well because I feel like that happens a lot more often than not. No, that's that's a lot. Uh, People do that a lot. A lot of things. And they're afraid to... We can't look at this. We must sweep it under the rug. Don't pay attention. Yeah, I don't want to say cut people off, but they're afraid. If you don't want to cut them out of your life because you're using the the reasoning of they are family, then you have to fix the problem, though. You mm-hmm. can't just pretend like the problem never happened. I've never been able to do that. I'm so bad at just pretending like nothing's wrong. Do you have friends that you could get in a big argument with and you want to eventually talk about it and hash that? Let's just hash this out and we'll move past it, right? Do you have friends that just pretend like nothing happened? And oh, they yeah, yeah. They want no confrontation. They don't want to bring it up. They don't want to talk about it. And I can't do that. I'm yeah. like, am I taking crazy pills? We can't just pretend that didn't happen, right? Are yeah. we going to talk about it? And they, no, they don't want to talk about it. Nope. I can't deal with I just can't deal with that. So McDonald's is getting a ridiculous. Inflation's out of hand. I don't even know how people are dealing with it anymore. Um, everything's expensive. And now there is a McDonald's. Where is this? Um, in Connecticut. Okay, so it's here in the USA. It's just up north. That is charging $18 for the Big Mac combo meal. So you get a Big Mac, medium fries, and a medium soft drink. $18? $18. Now, just to give you it's a little- It's not that far off. What did, you, what did you pay for your steak sandwiches? But there were two of them. Oh, the bagel sandwiches. Yeah, it was 30 bucks. It's 30 bucks. So it was 15 for one. Yeah. So what, what's the big deal? Just to give you a, a scale, though, the same Big Mac combo in Times Square at McDonald's is like thirteen sixty nine, which I feel like is more normal. But $18 for a Big Mac combo. And I remember, I said this the other day, when uh, Happy Meals- were like four ninety nine, five ninety nine. I remember when they were two sixty nine. And now yeah. I go and it's like nine dollars. Yeah, oh $9. yeah, dollars. Very it's expensive. Like, oh, okay, but I feel like if they're gonna raise their prices to reg- that's regular restaurant prices, mm-hmm. eighteen dollars for a Big Mac, they they got to rebrand. 
Hungry? Then come to the fanciest restaurant in town, Chez McDonald's, where we are serving up only the finest, most expensive dishes for the most refined palate. Bienvenue à Chez McDonald's. Can I take your order? Uh, yeah. What are your specials? So glad you asked. We have a Big Mac, which is two decadent all-beef patties with a special sauce reduction for only 18 American dollars. Oh, okay. And our chefs have prepared for you a delicious frite à la France. Deep fried to perfection. So salty, so decadent. Only 35 American dollars. You mean French fries? Oui, oui, the very same. Uh, I guess I'll have that. Pull around for your total, which will no doubt make your jaw drop, yes, no? Shea McDonald's, get your expensive decadent meal today. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Alrighty then. Here we go. Oh, this is gross. Okay, so the 65-year-old woman in Taiwan kept hearing a clicking in her ear. Oh, God, I can't. Why do we always have these stories? And why are they the, always from China? The oh, Smoke, what do you always say? You don't do infestation? Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, turn now, Dr. Ting Chen Wang, director of... Oh, my God. Here we go. Oh, you could do it. I believe in you. <laughs> Autolaryngology. Okay. That's pretty good. At the Tiananmen Municipal Hospital said... It was two small spiders. Two? <sighs> two? Two small spiders. Well, they confirmed that there is something in my ear. She goes, there's something in there. It's not a moth. I am so embarrassed, first of all, because that's so gross and I'm a clean person. I think this is a different person. Isn't it is. It? Okay. I tried to, all morning we've had this discrepancy well, we of got, these two stories. There's two stories with spiders in the ear. And we first got of all, confused. can we just appreciate the grossness of the fact that this happens more often than we care to admit? <laughs> That there are actually two stories of spiders in women's ears. Well, let's just go ahead and play the rest of That's this one. That's fine. It's an uneasy feeling. <laughs> it was a spider. Oh! It was alive. Oh! She I sound- mean, I feel like I feel her. I would have that same reaction if oh, there was a spider no, in my I, ear. Okay, uh-uh. what movie does that sound like? Oh, Blair Witch Project? It was a spider. <laughs> Josh! <laughs> Josh! You see the snot bubble in her nose? I'm so scared. <laughs> so scared. Oh my god. Okay. So Spider November. <laughs> okay. I'd rather it not be. A uh, guy who decided to change his name to something funny a few years back had the joke backfire on him while he was turned in uh, for his passport. Kenny, whose surname used to canard, changed to how do I say this? I can't say it. Oh, well, let's say that the first part is Foo, and then his oh, last oh, part oh, of his name is Kennard. Back in 2016, oh, managed to get minute. himself a driver's license with his new name on there. Yeah, I don't you, get you, it. You can't say it. It's Foo. Foo. Kennard. Yeah. I don't get it. You want me to but, write it down? Yeah. Yeah, write it down. Can you just show it to me? Don't you have the story in front of you? Uh, well, I don't know if it'll help. Where? Point to it. It's exactly what I said. I don't see it. Chill. Fumed? That don't says, say it on the air. No, that just says fumed. No, it's the rest of his name. I can you bring up the uh, helpful diagram on the whiteboard? I can't. You're far away and I can't see what you're pointing to. Anyway. Now, if you have a fuh sound, chill. Right. 
What's the second half that we wouldn't be able to say? The cuh part. Right. Well, that's his name. Okay. But if it's his name, why can't you just say it? You're not saying the word. Well, I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't do the thing. Okay, we do a lot of stuff on the show. This one, I, I don't want to get yeah, fired on this so one. This isn't worth it. <laughs> Notice worth it, I maybe. wouldn't say it. I was just urging you to say it. <laughs> when, yeah, right. Uh, when his passport expired in 2019, his application for a new one turned down because of his name. It was offensive, decided somebody at the passport. But you can't help what your name is. Well, he changed his name. Oh. That's how the story started. Are you with us right now? Yeah, but I was trying to understand your joke. That didn't make any sense. It's not a joke. It's his name. Anyway, uh, Kenny unsuccessfully applied for passports in May, June, and July of 2019, but the Home Office dismissed the application, citing Section 2 on its longstanding policy on changing names. The official guidelines list a series of names that may not be used because they cause outrage or offense. (laughs) What a ridiculous stuff. I mean, it's outrageous and it's offensive. Yeah, so uh, vulgar, offensive, libelous is what's listed in the rules for the passport name. Got it. It's offensive. Man in Utah reportedly uh, got a cup of something that was not what he ordered from Grubhub. ABC4 reported Khalib Wood discovered that the cup delivered to him from the Grubhub driver was a warm cup of urine. Oh. After taking a sip, he expected to be drinking a Chick-fil-A milkshake. His order apparently included food from the fast food chain as well. The delivery happened last week in Saratoga Springs and involved a mix-up on the part of the driver. This is unacceptable, said Chick-fil-A. Really? Seriously? We took immediate action. Immediate action. Harumph, harumph. What was your immediate action? Remove the pee? Uh, we took immediate action with the driver and ended his contract with us. We also followed up with the customer to apologize and provide coaching to the first representative who was in touch with the customer. Bless. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Wood oh, said he received the cup of urine after the delivery driver mixed up the cup that driver used to urinate in oh. with the milkshake cup. Bless. No. But I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Can't you just stop and go to the bathroom? Do you have to do it in a Chick-fil-A cup in your car? Well, remember, that seems dangerous. They talk about how they don't let any breaks and they get in trouble, so they pee in cups and bottles. Yeah, but oh can you imagine God. running over somebody's mailbox and you got a cup of spilled pee in your nope. junk out? Jeez. I was just trying. I'm sorry. All right, in China, a lot of tourists, uh, st- you know, uh, tourists go to China. And one of the big attractions, obviously, the Chinese Wall, but there's also the other attractions. Like they, have a, they have a lot of mountains. They have a lot of, you know, incredible Prison mountains. camps. Oh. There's that, yeah, there's that. Uh, but in the Xinjiang province, now you can skip mountain hiking. One of the uh, most climbed mountains there is the scenic Tanyu Mountain. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, for example. But you don't have to climb it? No, because uh, they found that most tourists shall I say Americans, are so overweight they mm. can't do the hiking anymore. So now the Chinese government has installed escalators on the mountains. Heavy-duty industrial I, ones? Dude, I thought it was a joke. And I looked at the pictures. They actually have, like, Macy's. They have Nordstrom's. No. They have escalators going up and up and up. And up. Well, I can see where that would be helpful for, like, elderly or disabled people that can't do the hike. No, they say most of the tourists are so weak and frail they get on the escalator. That speaks wow. volume. See, that's part of their testing us. I mean, it's... Look at them. Look at the big fat. Look at them. We we do the same thing here. What Remember how they got rid of the turnstiles at Disney? Oh, oh they and did. They put in and the Universal. wide lanes. Yeah, they because get rid of people them at Universal. couldn't fit through them and they were tired of being shamed. 
Like that lady on the airplane. They need to make these big enough for me. <laughs> but they had the one aisle all the way at the end. You sound like Jabba the Hutt. All the way at the end that where the gate opens for people to go through with baby strollers. Mm-hmm. Go through there. Right. Finally, a Seattle man was arrested for allegedly using a stolen excavator to tear down part of a public park while claiming to have permission to build himself a cabin right there. I just would like to live right here. Stephen Irwin, 41, was busted after multiple 911 calls about destruction at Dr. Jose Rizal Park on Saturday afternoon. The Seattle cops uh, confirmed to the Post, I just happened to come across him and he was coming home. Uh... Park steward Genevieve Courtney said to Fox 13 there in Seattle, he was driving a little crazy with his heavy piece of machinery. He doesn't own the machinery. Apparently, he stole the backhoe. Oh, oh. Went over to the park, dug himself a little area for the foundation, and built himself a cabin right there in the middle of the park. Because he felt like it. Yeah. Huh. That Uh, sounds like something you would do. Me? Him. I feel like living right here, but there's already something here. I don't care. Photos uh, that are being used as evidence against him from the aftermath show down trees, tire tracks, dirt in the road. Uh, Thompson uh, steward Craig Thompson, the park chief steward, complained that it would take hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars to repair the mess that this guy made building his cabinet in the middle of a park. So they're going to get rid of his cabin and redo the park? They're going to redo the area of the park that he destroyed for his cabin. Want to make a fortune in the real estate market but don't know where to start? You can say that again. Then you need my new three-step real estate seminar. I'll give you the tools you need to make money in real estate fast. How's it work? It's easy. Step one, go to a public park. Step two, steal an excavator. And step three, and this is crucial, start building a house on public property. Yes, you won't believe how easy your real estate portfolio will... Wait, isn't that illegal? That depends on your definition of illegal. And you can't make money in real estate without taking a couple of risks. Yeah, I'm not comfortable stealing a... Besides, it'll take years in court before anybody can even do anything about it. And by then, you already live in a house. Doesn't that sound great? Well, I don't know. Don't be a coward. Yes, sir. My three-step real estate seminar. Learn how to steal an excavator and watch your real estate portfolio thrive. Enroll today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny Having fun with a world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Okay, let's have some fun real quick. Um, while we are on the air yesterday, today's show's on the air, NBC. You know, mm-hmm. we can't watch the, both things and do the show at the same right. time. So sometimes I'll go back to see what they did. And one of the things that irritates me the most about uh, local TV news and even network news at this point, apparently, is when they give tips. Like, for instance, when it was hot during the summer, they would give tips like, and the number one tip is drink water. Right. Really, no S. Yeah. Bozo. <laughs> they would get, and they would have a list a mile long, and they'd have an expert come on with a table, like yeah. a little folding table. On ways Studies to stay cool. Show water cools you off. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So, of course, yesterday, I fully expected to see tips, but on local TV, not on the national network, with everything going on, on a Today Show, this segment went on for, I don't know, it seemed like a half hour. I'm sure it was only five minutes. What was this, razor blades in your candy apple or something? No, it wasn't even that good. It was stuff, yeah, that would be a good tip. Yeah. You know, hey, if you- How to just, go through your kid's candy. And- yeah, something like that, but no, it wasn't that. Our senior consumer investigative correspondent, Vicky Wynn, is here with some, some important reminders. So okay. let's, let's start with costumes, Vic. Okay. I mean, it, it, that's a big part of staying safe. 
this seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, Halloween is all about being seen, Craig, right? And so that extends to your costumes. If you're not wearing something light-colored or bright, think about outfitting your kids with some reflective tape. I mean, it might be a hard sell to get them to wear a headlamp, but it is safer <laughs> and helps them to be seen. I'm a ballerina with a headlamp. <laughs> Go to Pet Boys and get a huge LED headlamp. I'm a unicorn with a headlamp. <laughs> you know, these people, let me tell you something. You got to understand, uh, uh, if you never lived in Manhattan, um, I did for a brief moment, but I mostly drove in. If you're in Manhattan, you really think that your S don't stink. You yeah. think you're better than everybody. There's no Outside of Manhattan, there really isn't anything else. Even when these people trudge into New York State, they go, oh my God, I can't believe people live like this. I mean, the store is two miles away. I mean, they really think they're better than everybody. Therefore, they have to tell the peasants, that's us, how to raise our children. Social workers in the homes of parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They, they, don't, just, want, they don't know quite what to do. We don't know what to do. So what do we do? Put a headlamp on your kid. That's so ridiculous. That's how I felt last night, trick-or-treating, because you know my neighborhood. I live in a very high-end neighborhood that I don't belong in, and uh, we were with a big group of kids, and one of the kids, these mansions are, you know, two, three million dollar houses that we're trick-or-treating at, and the kids would go trick-or-treating, and then they'd walk and tramps right across the flower bed instead of going down the, the stairs. Oh, I know. And I'm like, get out of the flowers. Nobody here has a sense of humor in this neighborhood that will shoot you on the spot. <laughs> Stay on the concrete. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the one with the... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maybe a glow stick around the neck is a great idea. A okay. glow stick around the neck. That'll do. How about I put a glow stick around your neck? I'm a sailor with a glow stick. Oh, my God. Yeah, glow put a bell on my child. He's here somewhere. And headlamps and reflective tape. Maybe a little blinking red light like at the top of radio towers. Why not just drive him in a car and drive right up to the door? Even, I mean, at least it was warm here yesterday. Mm -hmm. Rick, you grew up up north in, mm -hmm. in New York, and I grew up in New Jersey. And I'll never forget, my mom always tells me, but it was cold. Every costume I had, she made me wear a turtleneck under because it was freezing out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'd have like this beautiful ballerina costume and then like a turtleneck and my arms are stuck out and I can't put them down and I'm like this chubby ballerina that, can, that has like a shirt stuffed under the costume. Oh God. All right. The FBI director Christopher Ray warned Congress of increased terror threats but he kind of gave the goodies away when he said that some of this terrorism has already been attempted here. As the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism, the Iranians, for instance, have directly or by hiring criminals mounted assassination attempts against dissidents and high-ranking current and former U.S. government officials. Now, well, go ahead. Including right here on American soil. So, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm way off base here. It would seem to me if there has been an attempt on an American official by an Iranian proxy of some sort, uh, we would have heard about it on the news. Yeah. Even this hearing is not getting any coverage. The FBI director is saying, hey, one of our elected officials was a it was an assassination attempt and uh, you could be next because there's terror threats. Nothing. Silence. They don't want you to know. Am I off base? No. I mean, mm -hmm. here's what, if I have to, uh, you know, emphasize my opinion here. Christine Abziad, director of the U.S. National Counterterrorism Center, said, oh, no, 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 there's no threats. She's not even important. He's the director of the FBI. I think I'm going to believe him. But he said there's 
there's threats, and there's more threats coming. It's funny because this is literally about six weeks when, from when Biden said, oh, no, the Iranians, they're not behind any of this. We just gave them $6 billion. They're busy counting that money. They're not going to have time to go blow stuff up. Right. It takes a while. $1 billion, $2 yeah. billion. <laughs> You know what's funny about this whole thing hmm. is that uh, – there's people protesting in all these campuses across our nation. Yeah. Uh, they want to eradicate, exterminate, uh, uh, com- commit genocide against Jewish people. They say it out loud. They have signs that say it. They say from the river to the to the sea, and which means exterminating all the Jews in Israel. And nobody nobody does anything. Christopher Ray's worried about Iranian. What about the terrorists that live in our country right now? Because you know they get people fired up. Look at Ilhan Omar and and Rashid Talib. They're all out there going, yeah, yeah, Israel bombed that hospital. We need to take it to them. Unbelievable. I mean, somebody's going to do something, and it may not. Not even being a rating affiliate, it may be somebody here. So Peter Dushi of Fox News asked Kirby about why hasn't people here been tagged with terrorist tags? People in this country making violent anti-Semitic threats, are they domestic terrorists? I don't uh, know that we're classifying people as domestic terrorists for that. I mean, I, that's really a question better left to law enforcement. I'm, I'm not aware that there's been such a uh, a characterization of that. That's John Kirby. Uh, by the way, so, I mean, just to reemphasize, we have people in this country that are riling people up to exterminate a race of people, Jewish people, to, to kill them. Do I have to make it any simpler than that? With signs at college campuses where the college campus, where the college administration doesn't in any way denounce that we have that going on yet they're not potentially domestic terrorists and are not tagged with terrorist tags by the fbi but then the president can get out there and call everybody who voted for trump basically a terrorist and that's not a big deal the MAGA republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. And that is a threat to this country. There you go. Right there. That's a threat. Now, who else is a threat? Parents that go to school board meetings. Oh, yeah. They want to stick up for, I don't know, their own kids. Remember the uh, the uh, the father who went to the school because his daughter got raped in a bathroom by a boy in a dress? Yep. Claiming to be transgender? He got wrestled down to the ground and bloodied by the police mm-hmm. in the school in the school board meeting, and he was tagged, as well as other parents, as domestic terrorists. Mm -hmm. Seriously. And we're talking about parents like Scott Smith, who's behind me over my shoulder. This is a father from Loudoun County, Virginia. Here he is at a school board meeting. He was forcibly restrained. He was assaulted. He was arrested. Why? Because he went to an elected school board meeting. He's a voter, by the way. He went to an elected school board meeting to raise the fact that his daughter was assaulted, sexually assaulted, in a girl's restroom by a boy. This is what happened to him. And you can see the picture, he's bloody. The police roughed him up pretty good inside the school, in the same room they were having the school board meeting. Didn't he get let off, though? He got let off finally, and he got an apology from the school board, what, three years later? Yeah, Yeah. it was was a long time. But him and other parents who go to school and raise their voice were tagged by the FBI on the request of the Biden administration as terrorists. But actual people that are doing terror-like acts are not being tagged. 
people who are actually threatening yeah. to kill Jewish people. Nothing. Nothing at all. Do she ask again? There was this bulletin last week. Uh, the CBP in San Diego said militants associated with the Israel-Hamas war uh, may be potentially encountered at the Southwest You're talking border. about the San Diego? Yeah. yeah. And, is so there any heartburn around yet? 600,000 known gotaways just in the last fiscal Holy year. Cow. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any heartburn? about leaving the border in such a condition that one of those 600,000 could be a terrorist. So let me just break this down for you just a little bit here. First of all, I can't speak to this intelligence report that was leaked to the media. I wouldn't do that. Um, I can tell you that we are constantly monitoring as best we can all ports of entry to the country uh, uh, for the potential arrival of anybody who might wish us harm. Isn't that something? Kirby thinks that if a if the truth gets out to the media and then the media tells us that's not good. <laughs> he said it. Just He just said it. Just said it. Oh, that's not true. They care about us. Uh, here's something interesting. You know, the Israeli forces have entered Gaza on the ground now. They're doing small incursions, and that's smart because Look, they know they're coming, so they have all kinds of booby traps and stuff. Plus, Gaza in Israel, the Gaza Strip next to Israel, is totally underground tunnels. Uh -huh. I mean, totally underground tunnels. And that's the most dangerous part of urban warfare is when you have tunnels like that. But listen and to this. Like hiding in the same buildings that like families occupy, too, that makes it tough. Yeah. The Israeli Defense Forces, IDF, reportedly deployed a brand new weapon. Here's how it works. Do you know what, um, you ever see that foam you get at Home Depot to fill holes in your house? Like the, yeah. Uh, what do they call it? Great stuff? It's like it's a, a foam. Strong, it's like... Yeah, you put it in a little hole and it expands right. and it becomes solid. Well, it's sort of like that. It's, it's a bomb that has two sections in it. It's called a sponge bomb. On one section is one liquid, on the other section is the other liquid. Okay. When they come together, they this starts up. to expand. Okay. Like that foam and becomes solid as concrete. So what they're doing is they're throwing these bombs into those tunnels. So if they know there's 200, you know, Hamas terrorists in the tunnel, they can completely seal them off in the tunnel before they enter the tunnel. It's called a SpongeBob. When I first saw it, bomb. When I first thought, I thought <laughs> SpongeBob's a better name. They're Go fighting ahead. the war with SpongeBob, <laughs> but SpongeBob's uh, reportedly are being used in training exercises. Uh, it's very dangerous stuff. Two two um, uh, Israeli soldiers have been killed by the two liquids accidentally mixing. So, but isn't that something? That's I didn't know we had. That's technology. crazy. That's like that's like that movie. Um, what's that movie? Uh, well, Predator. It's that kind of like. Modern technology stuff. Yeah. It's like like really, a Jason Bourne or like a... It's crazier than that. It's it's uh, it's like Avengers type stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's you can, wild. You can build a concrete wall just by spraying it on. It's cool. James Bondy stuff. Yeah. They're going to start selling that Flex Seal guy's going to get on his canoe. Oh, boy. I can build you a whole new boat. <laughs> <laughs> Bud Light has admitted yesterday that they're still losing a staggering 13.5% in the United States because uh, what they did with Dylan Mulvaney. Beer drinkers come back Cause we fall into four teams We were dumb But we can't exist without you Yeah, the 365 days of girlhood for Dylan Mulvaney has turned into two years of pain for Bud Light. No, they haven't they're still dropping. They're still dropping and nobody's buying Bud Light. And, Ouch. Uh, 
think it went down like another 13% after what it had already gone down. It's 13%, and now uh, they're looking at another 17% this quarter in North America uh, for Bud Light. Go anywhere you go to buy beer, everything else is like sparse, and then you see just all the Bud Light there. Yeah, people are just not drinking it. I'm a Bud Light drinker, and I don't drink it anymore. As a result. We have in the past. We don't drink it now. I haven't had any for a while. Yep, that's what's going on. The one thing that they haven't done is say they made a mistake with this campaign and been clear about who they're going to serve moving forward. Is it going to be their shareholders and their customers who want them just to create a Bud Light that's apolitical, or are they going to be serving their stakeholders? Yeah, here's what's happened. I mean, they, they won't apologize. They won't say they made a mistake, and mm-hmm. they keep just doing what they're doing. Now, what the, what the bad thing is, it makes it even worse, is they, they're so these are people like you, MBAs from big colleges, universities with Ivy on the outside. And all that. <laughs> you think by now they would have figured out, hey, look, just be honest. Or, or how about this? How about, um, you know, not uh, going against the grain when it comes to what Americans dislike about social, you know, norms or whatever you want to call, you know, what happens with uh, whatever political, you know, uh, thrust is in the wind this week. Right. But uh, Bud Light, all they had to do was say, hey, look, we made a big mistake. We're sorry. It would have just blown away. They won't do it. Nope. They won't apologize. Yeah, but you're going to look dumber for not. Oh, okay. Now, the one thing that is pissing Americans off more, almost more than Dylan Mulvaney and the association is they've tried the Clydesdales. They've tried, now they're doing this whole thing with, first it was Pro-America. The Ar- yeah, first it was the Army. Now it's all services. It was then- like baseball and then it was like a good old-fashioned American cookout and military and yeah. yeah real America. You, you always hear people, oh, they're appropriating Native American culture. Well, no. Bud Light is appropriating real American heroes to try to get their brand to come back up again. It's not going to happen. It's mm-hmm. pissing more people off than ever before. You remember when they were doing that? Real American heroes? Was that them? I don't know. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Disney World. Monorail passengers evacuated after a loud bang and a flash of light. Oh, what happened? Uh, one of the monorails uh, had a flat tire causing it to stall on the tracks. I guess there was a few sparks. Everybody was evacuated safely in 20 minutes. There was a loud banging and explosion and then kind of a big flash, but everybody's fine. So, what so, did they so say? What, what, what happened? happened? The, there was a flat tire. Or? Flat tire, and I guess the you know how the monorail's electric and it's on yeah. electric track. It probably uh, you know went down a little bit and I would have a panic attack. Shorted out. When are they going to replace those monorails? Isn't it about time we have... Uh, I'm not... Are you sure that they haven't over time? Like no, they're, no, I'm talking about just the whole design. It's still very uh, 70s dorky But looking. you know what? I don't know about... I think people are... Like that? It's nostalgic. It's how they've always looked. So you're like, oh, yeah. So when you, if you went as a kid and then you come back and you're like, I remember those. Please uh. stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. puertas. Okay. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet, on the internet, he may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. All right, first off is the two girls on the street try to insult the guy that is interviewing them. So this is a guy that asked them a very simple question. Um, They don't tell you the question that was asked, but the girl's first response is, you appear to be very misogynistic right now. So he's like asks her what it means and oh. then it unravels from there. You just seem very misogynistic, yeah, realistically. Yeah, yeah. So what is misogyny? She leans over to her friend and whispers in her ear to ask her. So why are you using words that you don't even know the definition <laughs> no, of? No, no, that's not what I meant. I think you are misogynistic, though. So what does misogynistic mean, though? 
Um, like, just so I know what you're calling me. Okay, so the reason I said it is just, again, based on the... the uh -huh. Go on. The... Because you hear it on the internet? Nah, bro. Are you stupid? No, 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 no. Did Are she you? just call him stupid? Yes. You're the one who's dumb as hell. He's like, because you heard it on the internet. She's like, no, he's stupid. No, 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 no. So she never answered. No, and she can't. You have to see the look on her face. She's struggling to find an answer. And when he first asks her, she leans over with her hand like how you, hey, what does misogyny mean? Idiot. <laughs> so they just call him that. They have no idea what it means. And, and they he was heard like, okay, somewhere. what's that mean? And they're like, are you stupid? <laughs> what are you stupid? I'll talk. I'm stupid. All right. Now, tipping fatigue and the reason behind it. This is a very short clip, but we had the discussion of tipping fatigue and how people are kind of over it because no matter where you go, no matter what's being done, whether you were helped or not, they're asking for tips on every register, everywhere. And sometimes, even if it is deserved, the tipping range that they offer you has gone from like 15, oh, 20, 25 dude. and it starts at like 20 or 25 and goes up from there. I went to a restaurant yesterday. They got rid of the cashiers. You can't pay cash anymore. You walk over to the iPad and make your order and then you come up to the counter and get it. And they're like, how about a tip? And I'm like, no, I'm not giving you a tip. I'm doing the work. Well, listen to this guy that went into like a little quickie mart to get, he's carrying like a little Uncrustable. He's just getting some snacks. Listen. You grab your food yourself. You scan it yourself, you check out yourself, and it asks if you want to leave a tip. Who am I tipping? Myself? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, this next guy is me. Oh, I'll yeah. be I'll be rolling down the highway like on the weekend, or I'll be on, I'll even be on my motorcycle like I was on forty the other weekend when it was just gorgeous out. I got my music blasting, and I forget that I you know the music's coming out of my phone. And every once in a while, I don't know if it's the wind or something. I murmur on my helmet or something will set something off, and I'll just have to have a fight with Alexa. Yeah, or so, Siri. Siri. So here we go. This is a guy in a truck, and he's listening to his favorite country song. And I don't know what song it is. Maybe you can figure it I out. I know what song it is. And Google goes off. I'm a virtual assistant, but your words are still very real. Get Please keep them respectful. Shut up! If you're frustrated with something. Shut your up! Feedback. Shut up! Sorry about that, CJ. Shut up! Problem. You can send feedback. <laughs> <laughs> That's me in my car every day. I hate it. You're jamming out and all of a sudden, boodle dink. You're like, yeah. I'm busy in the studio recording, clearly. Shut the fuck. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet. But he finds something strange and new each day. The Sunny Update. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. All right, I love digging into the minds of couples and therapy sessions. Here's a therapist dishing on things that people secretly detest about their partners. All right, go ahead. Anything that you dislike? Nothing. I love everything. She's listening, Jill. Shh. <laughs> Only thing that bugs me about my husband. Alexa, shut off. Okay, I can tell you now. I wonder if it, does she think she shut off just now? Maybe. Did you have it on in your house? Yeah. If it hurts, I don't know. Can you do it from the inside? That's, That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, but now you turned everyone else's off. No, because everybody's well, off. Well, his recognizes his voice. Like mine recognizes you sure? my voice and Harold's voice. No, anybody can say shut up. No? Oh, really? I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe. 
Okay. Yeah, I Go think it listens to everything. I be honest, to. but be oh. nice, but be honest. Alexa, play Sunny FM. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You must have missed all the nice things I said. <laughs> I know one is the way she keeps her car because you talk about that all the time. No, it's her car. Yeah. It's her car. I don't have to get in. Um, mine is my husband's lack of punctuality. That's nothing. No, it's it's a lot for me. <laughs> you have to be right on time? I prefer to be, yeah. I don't God. like to be late to things. It stresses me out. Like and 10 I think minutes, it's disrespectful. Disrespectful? Yeah, like if, if everyone else managed to work their schedule around a specific time. You're not to respecting be him very much today then. What do you mean? <laughs> he showed up late. Oh, yeah. No, I just think that if we're all planning to leave the house, let's say at 5 o'clock, right. and everyone managed to work their day around the fact that we're leaving the house at 5 o'clock, and we're waiting around till 5.30 for you. It's Cuban time. I know. Well, he's not Cuban. He's Colombian. All right, Colombian. It's all the same. Close. Last night, we're going to leave to go trick-or-treating. There's 16 people downstairs waiting on us. It's got He's got cousins that came over, Elliot's friends, parents, everyone. We're all waiting. A lot of people are at my house. We go downstairs. Late to the party, Lucy is still trying to figure out his costume, zipping up his flight suit, making a drink. And I'm like, everybody's downstairs. Everyone walked out. You saw everyone walk out and go downstairs. And he's like, oh, let him go. Then he goes like this. We don't have any orange juice. Let me go to your parents and see if they have any orange juice. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So then I wait at the elevator for him. He goes in my parents' house. And my mom walks out. She's like, I told him to stop talking. He's just sitting there talking to your father, hanging out. I'm like... Come on, let's go. 16 people waiting downstairs? Yeah, Who's we, family? Well, we had his cousins and their children. It's everyone's kids. Oh, yeah, they're the Uncle Franco. And then we had <laughs> all of Elliot's friends and their family. So we had a bunch of people that we were all walking Don't with. Come on, let's go. <laughs> One of the main things it says here that therapists are saying people secretly detest about their partners is a, a friendship that they have that you don't approve of. It doesn't no, necessarily mean like a, a, a significant other. It could mean, uh, not significant other, but an opposite sex. Um, like if you're dating somebody or you're married to somebody and they have a best friend that you can't stand, mm. that's hard. Yeah. Because they always want to do stuff with them and they want them to come along and your significant other's like... I nip that in the bud. Oh, I have no I friends. I don't like her. <laughs> no, but what if Angie had a friend that she was always yeah. around and always at the house and you were like... Okay. I can understand that. That yeah. can happen. So that's number one. Um, Hold on. I got to flip my page. So do you ever get drunk on the first date? Like blasted, wasted? No. Not very attractive. Yeah, I have, but yeah. I mean, going out and having drinks and having a good time, maybe going to a happy hour or dinner and then out somewhere else is one thing. But it says here, more often than not, half of women, <laughs> this is funny, and only 20% or 28% of men say that if... The person they're going on a date with gets drunk on the first date. They won't go on a second date. I don't. I don't blame. Them. I wouldn't. What if you're like thro- if you're throwing up? Yeah, that's a no, little much. No, even if I have to carry you back to your no, that's, house. That's, no, uh, you don't do that on a first date. No, but does anybody go on a first date anymore? Like a date? Like you know, date? I mean, you should. No, you don't people like still, that. People don't. I thought people don't date anymore. What do they go hang? They just kind of smush together and you yeah. Know, you just push them together like yeah, silly putty. Yeah, a little Netflix, maybe some smush together, and then you just kind of hang out, right? There's no date. No, no, it's called Netflix and chill. No, no, no. I'm talking. No, about I never t- did that. What Netflix? Not for, not for a first date, anyway. No. I prefer to be courted. Oh, jeez. How tell long? Me that a Big Mac is eighteen dollars. Ain't nobody going on dates now. How? Uh, how we long? went on a couple first dates, Harold and I. We went to a nice uh, dinner. Coffee room. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Then we went out dancing one time. Then we went to the storage closet. 
So uh, how many dates before, you know? Before, I'm not telling you that. Oh, come on. No. Like, come on, we tell you all our secrets. No, I'm not telling you that. It's none of okay, your business. Just, you can't give me an average? It's, if you were to average all your... Let, let me put it this way. First if case. I went to date someone and all they wanted to do was no, uh, Netflix and chill and didn't take me on a date, you're not getting that rest of that stuff. No, but how long? I mean, for, you know, if it was a uh, you long know, enough. good progression, long enough, six months, so we talking? No, not six months. Three months? I don't have a time. Month and a half? It differs, I guess, six from person weeks. to person. <laughs> two hours. How long? Not two hours. <sighs> not two hours, not six months. Put it that way. <sighs> Somewhere in between that. God. Weren't you, you the one tell. that just said two hours ago to smoke? Like you said, we share our lives on the air, you know, smoke. But some things are personal. I don't need to talk about Whatever. when I had sex with my husband the first time. I'm not time. asking about your husband. I am asking an average of oh. the entirety of your dating life. What was the average time? Varied. <laughs> oh. Oh. Damn. Okay. Fine. Um, this sounds delicious. F- funny how they don't ask men that because you know it's just first opportunity. You want answers? <laughs> I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. That's you right. can't handle the truth. So. How many partners? I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't even. I'm not. We're not doing that. Yeah, try to come up with a list when you go home. First Isn't of it, all, my it, memory is so bad that I've it hurt would hurt my brain. I, now, I, if you I, saw if you saw like a lineup like they do in the police station, like they do on Law and Order, <laughs> of all the people that yeah you've you know, would you I recognize think, all of them? Yeah, but I think a lot of people for their lineup. I wouldn't. You wouldn't recognize them. No, oh, no, I at least knew who yeah, they were. How long ago that was? Dude, I had to dodge one at the store the other day. I was yeah. like, oh, one tried to no. run me over with a stagecoach. I mean, you know. A stagecoach. <laughs> but I think a lot of people, you look back at your past, and some of it's like, way to go, good <laughs> job. And some of them are like, what was I thinking? They, ooh, oh, yeah. Not enough alcohol in the world. Ooh, what was, huh? gosh. Sometimes you just want to go back in time and go, uh, and smack yourself. Person, what are you yeah. doing? Stop <laughs> it. Run. Run for your life. Run. Oh, that's happening. Yeah. Coyote yeah. ugly, you have to gnaw your arm off to get it out from <laughs> under her head. Because you, the night before at the yeah. club, she looks gorgeous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Through yeah. them beer goggles. Beer. Okay. <laughs> then you wake up that and was you go. tequila. See, that's that's what you get, though, you dirty men, you hussies. Yeah. Um, I think this sounds delicious. Thanksgiving pizza. How do you feel about that? What what, what, is that, what does that mean? So it's going to have turkey, gravy sauce, sweet potatoes, green beans, cranberries, mozzarella, Ugh. cheddar cheese, crispy onions, and a big thick crust. Too much stuff. Um, How about no Get rid of the stuff. potatoes, the green okay. beans, and the cranberries. That's a start. I think if yeah. you just did crumpled uh, turkey with some gravy and some mozzarella cheese, maybe a little stuffing or cranberry like drizzle on top, I think that'd be really Look, good. Let's face it. Everybody pretends to like turkey. It's mm-hmm. just a tradition that we force ourselves. It's dry. Not dry, but it's... People always cook it to be dry because they're well, worried about poultry mm- stuff. Yeah, but even even my wife, who's a chef, who makes it as moist as can be had. It's right. just tur- turkey's just... Turkey. See, I don't eat it at Thanksgiving, and my son well, doesn't eat it. you don't eat, eat meat. It. Yeah. My son doesn't eat it, so we have four people in the house Your that son eat doesn't them. eat turkey? Mm-mm. What is he, commie? What's, what's going on? No, you don't eat turkey. <laughs> Are you a commie? <laughs> no, I, I do the, I eat the skin. Oh, do you put I'm, it in the air fryer I'm Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. turkey skin's good. My husband and my dad are the only ones that eat that love the dark meat. Mm-hmm. So they're the dark. Well, that's the taste. Yeah, they're the dark meat people in the house. Mm. Um, but, you know, everyone always struggles to come up with ideas for leftovers for the turkey because you have so much of it. Mm. You can only have so many turkey sandwiches, turkey tetrazzini, turkey strudel. 
All right, you're, you're running up the turkey account. We can't say that too much. Why? <laughs> because it just gets overwhelming near Thanksgiving. Because there's a butterball report, and then there's a turkey recipe. Oh, the, the butterball, butterball report's report. coming. Oh, God. Butterball report's coming, but we got a little ways. We got a couple weeks. Yeah. So, uh, did you hear about this whole Robert De Niro trial, the defamation trial about his assistant? Yeah, what's going on there? All I know is I saw him in Manhattan two, day, two days ago, 2023, wearing a mask. I mean, this guy is such a total... <laughs> See, it's stunning. He's in the middle of the street. Yeah, mind so you. he's on trial with, I think this was his assistant. She said he was abusive, and he, it's a defamation trial going on here. And she said he used to scream at her all the time, calling her snippy and calling her a Boy. bitch. Didn't but he then, say she uses airline miles or something? Um, well, in the courtroom yesterday, mm. what was so interesting was he starts screaming. He like erupted in the courtroom over the trial and he started screaming, shame on you, Chase Robinson. That's her name, Graham Chase Robinson. Um, And then he is is like, uh, he he starts cursing, obviously, like Robert De Niro does. And so he's like, this is all nonsense. This never happened. I guess it started back in 2019. I was trying to read about it. It was kind of confusing um, with a production company called Canal Productions. and so he is saying that she helped herself to extra money and binge watch TV while she was on the clock and stole millions of his frequent flyer miles. So once she called him abusive, then he was like, oh, yeah. So then he came back at her. And that was the trial yesterday, which was just a mess. Yeah. He's pretty tough on uh, the interview section of his job, too, when he interviews these people. Well, I think that if you don't do your research, he'll call you out for it immediately. Yeah. And now, Robert De Niro interviews his next personal assistant. I got some questions for you. You hear me? I've got questions. Questions. Are you the right person for the job? Huh? Answer me. Um, I think so. You talking to me? Huh? You talking to me? Yeah, I was just answering your question. What are you good at? Huh? How could you assist me? Look at me. Well, I'm well-versed in all manners of... I have nipples. Could you milk me? Huh? Excuse me? You talking to me? You talking to me? This has been Robert De Niro interviewing his next personal assistant. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. You know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestag. So this group of women decide to celebrate their 50th high school reunion. 50th. Don't do the math. They all got to be around 70. Closing in on that. Anyway, they uh, rented out a Victorian home as an Airbnb. They all joined hands and went there and decided to have a good time, only to be found uh, just infested with bats. Nope. Oh. As soon as they walked in, it was like a horror movie like that, uh, what was that movie, Birds with Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah, but except it's yeah. bats. It's bats, and the bats were flying around. Some of them got bitten by the bats, and now they all have to get rabies shots. Ooh. Yeah, you remember the movie with the birds. I think you're the cause of all, all right. this. I didn't turn to... I think you're evil! Vampires? Evil! Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Why would you stay? I don't I mean, think they stayed. They got there, they went inside, and boom. Saw the bats, and they were like, Tons of bats. No. mm -mm. Anger can be a powerful motivator for achieving goals. Did you know that? It's a new study from the American... Mm -hmm. You didn't know that? Mm Mm-hmm. The American Psychological Association said in the new research published this week in the journal, uh, they examine how both positive and negative emotions factor into the odds of success in your life. Among all emotions, research has honed in on anger since it was hypothesized to support goal attainment in the presence of challenge. 
The assumption was uh, put to the test through a variety of experiments. These included persisting with difficult puzzle tasks, cheating to attain prizes, physically avoiding objects in a video game, and signing a petition to dodge financial loss. After testing the behavior of a thousand participants, the results showed that anger improved people's ability to reach their goals across all the experiments they did. Yeah, but anger is a secondary emotion, so unless you deal with the primary emotion, you're really not going to solve anything, right? Uh, I mean, you kind of do it out of spite, right? Well, yeah, but that spite because of what? So you're angry your girlfriend broke up with you, she cheated on you, so you want to work out and look better, and that's your motivation to work out because you were hurt, probably. Work for me. And you're mad that she hurt you, so right. the hurt is the initial primary emotion, the anger is the secondary emotion. Yeah. So until you deal with what's behind the anger, are you really going to solve anything? Well, no, because you don't want the anger to go away. You want it to motivate you. So yeah, I went to a gym and worked out like crazy and felt good. And Yeah, I'm always in good shape when I Got me a better dumped. woman. <laughs> I want to get a woman. Got to get a woman. What? So whenever you get dumped, you're always in the best shape. Pretty much. And so then you get with somebody, now you're like... Because you're all comfy and cozy yeah, with them. You know, bring me another cupcake, honey. <laughs> yeah, look at me. I, I've had a haircut Clown in a year. Clown stink. <laughs> Clown stink. Clown stink. Yeah, yeah. Clown stink. Clown stink. Yeah, yeah. Clown stink. Right, in another study for 15 years, psychology professor Philip John Tyson has been teaching classes on phobias. The start of every semester, he asks his students the same question, what are you afraid of? The answer that comes up the most is clowns. Yep. Terrified of clowns. Well, they're, you know, w- w- what is that? I don't love them. I don't know if it's my number one thing I'm afraid of, but I don't like them. No. Mm-mm. Now, uh, the prevalence of clown phobia isn't clear. One recent study in the U.S. found that about 5% of the population said they're deathly afraid of clowns. Uh, Tyson's team used its own surveys to identify more than 500 people who suffered from clown fear and then asked them to rate their feelings about clowns. How often did they think of clowns? Uh, what would they do if they encountered a clown on the street? Yeah. Or how long have they feared the red-nosed jokesters? I feel like it depends on what the clown looks like. Are you a happy Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey circus clown? Or are you Pennywise? Which one are you doing? Either way, I'm not excited. No, they said that these people generally find that clowns are offensive to them. And the thing is, is I met people, we did this phobia thing on the air once when I was in another station, and we got people that, not only clowns, any kind of mascot, freak them out. The guy, really? There used to be that, remember the subway used to have the sub, what was it called? He was the subway. He was a sandwich, right? Yeah, he was a sandwich, basically. Yeah. People would freak out. I mean, start crying. Over the subway sandwich? Yeah, guy? or any That's, mascot. Okay. Why? They'd go to a basketball game, they had to sit way away from the mascot. That's a phobia. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just people in outfits like that. All right, trying to follow along here. Married Washington State man has been busted. Jad. Jad. Not Chad. Jad. Jad. J-A-D. Yep. Shipman, 48, ran afoul of the law for allegedly offering an online escort $440 to come to his Longview home and have sexual contact with him and... Do I even want to hear the rest of this? His miniature horse. (laughs) Now, in today's climate, wouldn't you have to get consent from the miniature horse? Uh, You had... I think. Let me. Uh, I can't. A lot of this I can't read. Uh, Hello. One of his major goals was no, to watch uh-uh. the no. escort. Um, no. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Let's oh. not. Just, let's, I don't oh. want to hear the story anymore. Let's oh. just forget it. 
Okay. Let's, let's be done. Um, he said that the last two gals he hired were noticeably uncomfort and out of their comfort zone. Well, oh, really? can you blame them? He said, this stuff makes me giddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awful. That's awful. Okay. When the what? Bellevue Vice Squad called on Shipman's home after being tipped off by one of the prostitutes, they found two miniature horses in the fields, which... Oh, no. I just feel bad for the horse. Yeah, which uh, the accused fetishist wife, Diane, confirmed were both theirs. Oh, you know what? Uh, let's see. Whatarepeople.com. By the way, the couple bought the horses for $365,000 in 2019. During an interview, Shipman admitted to having prior sexual contact with the animals, but preferred to watch. Oh. Oh, uh, uh, oh my God! Think about the thing. Think about the story here that I'm reading. It doesn't say whether his wife knew that he was. Well, he's know, got a wife. Yeah, what the hell's the matter with? I people? just said that the the accused fetishist's wife, Diane, confirmed both the horses were theirs, but it never says whether she knew or not. What she ought to know enough to not. <laughs> I was looking for a partner that was sweet, fun, and a miniature horse. Luckily, there's Mini Horsey Harmony. MiniHorseyHarmony.com sets you up with a mate based on one dimension of compatibility, whether or not it's a miniature horse. My miniature horse and I have a great time together. We like long gallops on the beach, right, sweetie? <laughs> and we have nice romantic dinners. She mostly eats carrots. No, I don't have a carrot right now, but I'll get you a carrot. Anyway, we're in love. Honey, why is there a horse in the house? Um, it's my, um, pet. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> Shh, don't tell her, horsey. MiniHorseyHarmony.com. Find your special miniature horse today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. All right, five more minutes and we should probably put a stop to this, right? On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 